Does anyone even work here? I, I haven't seen anyone since we came in, no, but... And uh, I feel like we've been fucking walking to this puppet aisle for like 20 minutes. Like it just never ends. Uh, what do you think about this? You know, January just around the corner. Incest January. You've been pitching this for three years now, okay? No, I want you to, like, give it a break, okay? It's, it's gotta happen. And, you know, we can spell January with an I, because, you know, like, old Latin, whatever. I, J, same thing, you know? Incest, Is this from you just the... watching Temple of Doom recently? Or, Last Crusade. Uh, Last Crusade, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, hey, fucking real indie heads would get it. They'd get a real kick out of that, you know? Um, okay, not Incest January. Um... We already did kids. Uh, fuck. We haven't done robots. Know. No. Oh, hey, look, there's a whole section over here. Yeah, micro hard to kill. Okay. Um, are these? There's like a. <laughs> are are these VHS tapes or beta? Like, I don't think I can play these. No. Yeah. Fuck. I wonder if we can like rent a beta player or something. There this is a one's light in on... Japanese. I don't. I can't <laughs> understand what this is. There's a light on in behind those saloon doors over there. I don't know what's. Board. <laughs> oh shit! Jesus! Uh, Hello? Did you? Is, some... Is somebody in here? Yeah. Yeah, Hello? we're hey. we're trying to rent movies. Don't fucking yeah. touch my ball. Do not move my fucking ball. Watch out ball. for the ball. Move. Okay. Uh. What did you see? What aisle it went in? <laughs> you better not have been seven. There's a fucking mouse on that aisle. It's gonna grab that yeah. shit. Please, is it in the incest aisle? Because that's 10 fucking points. Oh, no, shit. See, not, look, hey. You got to be within 50 feet of incest, dude. All right, it doesn't count. All right, I'm not going down beers. like last time. You, you, hey, who moved the ball? You don't know how to play fucking bocce ball, dude. That's uh, what the I in bocce ball stands hey, for. I incest. accidentally like, stepped on the ball over here. I think I kicked it down God like, a little far. damn it. Sorry. Hi. Hello. Hi. God damn it. Whoa. Oh, wait, shit. I, no, get, I know I'm, you guys. I'm, I'm throwing it. Oh, shit. Holy fuck. Yeah, what's up? Hey. Bones. What's up, man? How you doing? Does this guy, is this your friend or something, Moss? Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm right here. You should, like, introduce <laughs> me. Oh, yeah. Hey, Bones, this is Murph. What's up, yeah. man? Hey. Hello. All right. Dan, well, there's two other of us Dan, here. Dan, that's Murph. What the? <laughs> Listen. I, don't... I, I see what your guy's role is. Okay, Listen. I get it. Okay, Bones, that, Bones introduced me to Greg and Murph. Hold on a second. You both know fucking Greg, okay? Yeah. He, he where he fuck he's my he was my machete master. We met him down in the aisle. Right. Yeah. I give yeah. you guys. I give you guys. <laughs> a, you know. You guys all passed my machete class. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, machete class. Yeah. What a yeah. Well, yeah. I'm back on dry land, so I say machete. Right. I fall. I've fallen into okay. that well, habit. I'm sorry, you know. Sensei, but oh, I can't no believe worries. you guys weren't keeping touch with him. So oh, now hold on. I think I have everybody's name here. Machete Greg, mm -hmm. meet Kron. Kron, meet Machete Greg. Hey, good, machete good Greg, you. meet Laundry yeah. Dan. Laundry Dan, Hello. meet Machete Greg. Howdy. Yeah. You guys, you guys want a mojito? I am not done with fucking introductions, dude. <laughs> oh, sorry. I love a mojito, though. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Murph. Yeah, but thank you. I will, I will take it. Oh, too. so you yeah, do know please. his name. I you guys know no, each I don't, other. I don't you know who I'm receiving. Me. Just make this a mojito picture. From. Just make a picture. <laughs> we don't need individuals. I'm gonna go find my fucking ball. All right, just a fishbowl and five straws. That's all we need. Are you guys um looking for something specific here today? Uh, you know, we're kind of just 
perusing we're trying to get some ideas for different like themes like horror movie themes you know but like uh i don't know I just i find this guy this the way this store is laid out is a little confusing um it's half puppet movies uh hell yeah dude yeah it's is this under the Dewey Decimal System? Yeah. Uh-huh. How is this you guys organized here? No kings, no gods, dude. <laughs> Freeform. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, we apologize for the puppets. It's uh, it's a in progress of getting out of old stock. No, I mean, hey, if I can... Is there a month that rhymes a puppet? I don't know. We'll think of something. That might work out okay. Uh, do you guys have Manhattan on Laserdisc? Hmm. Oh, is that the uh, Bond director, Woody Allen? Mm-hmm. That's yes, him. yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I have that in the back with uh, the Mission Impossible as well. Most of the laser discs that we have are just uh, four CDs glued in a circle. <laughs> it works. It doesn't seem like it does, but it does. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Okay. Are they the same movie? Uh, just pay. Well, not... Just just pay up front. <laughs> It's kind of like Fight Club. You might get an insert of a sex scene every once in a while. Mm. You know, watch out for the cigarette burns. But they're real. Kron put his cigarettes out on it. Why is my ball so hard to find? I painted a nipple on it. <laughs> Does anybody, anybody want a cigarette? You guys want to get in on this bocce game? Oh, yeah. Hey, I think, yeah, sure. I uh, don't know if I can play. I'm not 75 years old. This is fucking hardcore bocce, dude. Murph, you get three of these mojitos in you. You could play anything. Putting mm-hmm. putting money down on this, or what? What are the stakes here? Oh, like we like uh, to cut each other. <laughs> whether or not you get to leave the store. <laughs> uh, kind of give like you a free cur- rental. Might be a curse involved. Well, I. Don't know. I- I actually thought the exit was right there, and then when I turned around, it was gone. Mm-hmm. There's just a whole nother wall of movies. That's right. Yeah. Welcome to Five Day Rentals. <laughs> it's hell. Well, if you guys are staying, we got a bucket of mojitos coming. We got bathroom beers galore. So we might as well put on a little flick tonight. Um, I think it's that time of the year. To where we can start uh, start watching horror movies. So, this week on Five Day Rentals, it's near dark. Welcome back, folks, to Five Day Rentals Podcast. This is the video store podcast where each week we take turns picking a flick that we think meets a fun non-genre category. This week's category is the start of apparently everybody's favorite time of the year, the spooky season. And uh, this week's pick is Near Dark. I'm your host, Laundry Dan, and I'll be taking you through this um, vampire western we have but i can't do it alone i would also like to introduce you guys to my two favorite 
co-host. Uh, they are, you know, small guys and big bodies. It's Cron and Bones. How are you? I think small in a big body would be better than big in a small body, right? Yeah, you'd but be you... all uh, cooped up in there. Because you're still getting laid, A number one. You're a big guy. You're going to get laid. Yeah, but you've How got fun. like the... You've got the functions and attitude of a child. I have the fit when you don't get, I have the excitement and veracity of a child. I haven't, and that's what you lose later in life. You're saying better a Robin Williams is Jack than a Homer. 100%. Hmm. Okay. I think I can agree. Yeah. Jack got his rocks off, dude. Yeah. And Plus, it's like was, every kid's fantasy of like I just like if I looked like an adult. His fucking like mom was beer. Diane Lane. Yeah. Hi, Dan. I think the the best would be like a Benjamin Button scenario, right? <laughs> fucking Brad Pitt gets all the cool shit. It's fucking unfair. So in your dream scenario, you turn into a baby and start sucking on your girlfriend's tits, and then die. Oh, <laughs> that's how you end it. Oh, I am now. Uh, All right. My old As... wrinkly mouth just gripping a tit. <laughs> now As you I start shuffle old, off this Gron... mortal coil. No, you you start old and you die young. Okay, but you start old as a baby and then you die young as a elderly man. He just changed his whole mood. So that's a reverse Benjamin Button. Yeah, no, that's that's the it's progression that it should go. Yeah. <laughs> Is Guys. he big or small when he dies? He <laughs> just fucking went over this. <laughs> you honestly, right now, are in a curious case of Benjamin Button. <laughs> well, I was thinking about that. I was, I was thinking about that titty thing Murph said. He, he starts. Attention. He starts and ends small. He's not like born at like five ten, you know. But he's wrinkly. That's true. Right. Yeah. That's why it failed at the box office. <laughs> <laughs> and Fincher never made another movie. And never recovered. Yeah. We'll see. Guys, if you're hearing those other two voices, you should be because. I have two other nomads with me this fine evening, this fine autumn evening. Uh, from what I hear, they've been drinking pumpkin spice latte all day, and I'm so happy they're here to join us tonight. Please welcome Machete Greg and Murph from the weekly podcast Massacre. Thank you guys for coming. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Wonder Dan. Thank you, Bones. Thank you, Cron. Nice to Excited be Excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we here at our show, we love your, what you're doing. We listen every week. Uh, sometimes I have to stop and watch the movie, but I like it. I mean, you guys live the, the ultimate podcast life. Every every week for you is spooky season. Yeah, it's, yeah man. We can't get enough of it. We're a little, like, kind of crazy that way. We like, you know, spooky things. I kind of wish it was like Halloween every day. I think everybody well does. as we found out <laughs> no, it's, in nightmare it's... before christmas that is not possible greg yeah yeah true <laughs> i um, thought greg yeah. was gonna break into song for a minute <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Halloween every day. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. Well, it is a big uh, heartfelt thanks for coming on. Uh, please tell the people where they can find you guys each week and what you're doing over there. Yeah, every week it's uh, it's just the weekly podcast massacre is the name of the podcast. Uh, we're on. I, we're, I'm still on X. We don't promote it on the show anymore, but I still use it every now and then. But at Weekly Massacre, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, wherever you get it, that's a. Uh, that's where it's at. And um, yeah, I mean, look, it's remarkably similar to this show. Just I've said this before. It's Five Day Rentals without any of the humor. Uh, <laughs> but oh. we have a different theme every single month. Um, you know, the, 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 the more alliterative, the better. Uh, but we break down like subgenres of, of horror movies. Uh, I, I'm going to argue the, the humor element. There were there were some big chuckles in that Prince of Darkness episode. You guys oh, were you, you guys were. We're going some places that 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 five DR definitely loves. <laughs> I I did I, I think I, when I when I posited my theory of what the goo is, I was channeling you guys. Yeah, nice. I I will say that Murph made a Friday joke. I can't remember what fucking <laughs> oh. movie it was. Oh, uh, that cracked me up, dude. I, <laughs> that was a fucking good one. Yeah, I made like a Friday after next joke. Right. Yeah, because you're talking about Friday the 13th and you're like, Friday, Friday, Friday after 3. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was on your guys' when you did the thirds or whatever it was. Right. Oh, yeah. Three Lie. Yeah. yeah three the Cleanest's lie. portmanteau. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know the months of the year. <laughs> That's how I know them off of Weekly Podcast Massacre. Yeah. Well, the but, other thing, too, is, is like you guys aren't just watching the run of the mill stuff. You will mix that in there. But you guys are, like you said, the subgenres. You're you're dipping into stuff, older stuff, deep. obscure yeah. stuff. Yeah, that that yeah. I've never heard of. So it used to be a little more like we, we did. We started out with a third co-host who had to take a break, um, an indefinite break, sadly. But like she was bringing some real ethereal themes in there, too, uh, like mushroom horror. And she didn't really give like a further explanation as to what that was, but we made that work, you know. Yeah, we just wrapped up September, which is our oh, yeah. uh, month-long dedication to Satan movies. Yeah, yeah, that's our staple, uh, I think. The evil sounded great, so <laughs> sounded like you evil both was fun, loved man. It. I I genuinely did love the. I've been thinking about it a lot. Uh, <laughs> And I just so happened to go see Videodrome. I saw I saw a screening of it at uh, I got a local theater here, and there's a big poster for the evil like featured prominently in one shot of that. And I was like, oh fuck yes! Like even Cronenberg, man, he's you know he's paying tribute. Yeah, it's a beautiful show. Like thank I said, you. thank you. Keeps me entertained every fucking week. More than these two guys I'm with. You guys got room for a third, maybe. I mean, hey. Hey, do you yeah. know how to edit? Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that, My yeah, one rule for this was I'm not editing shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, gentlemen, <clears throat> we but, did. But you say shit as though you're editing. That's like the. <laughs> you know what I mean? Edit that out, Bones. Okay. <laughs> um, We're in spooky season. Apparently, this is a cool thing to do in October. Dan, this uh, was your idea. Where yes, you? it was. I'm, I'm getting into the movie, Kron. 
before yeah, you start you're... blaming me for everything. Acting like we're following the pack or something. You, this was your suggestion. You agreed. Yeah, guy. Well, I fucking yes. You don't want to do it, Dan. We we decided it like eight months ago, so it was. Yeah, it's true. It seems like all the other shows are are following Dan. Cron, back him up, dude. All right, you're right. Be a fucking team nope. player. Nobody's ever just... covered horror stuff. Cron, <laughs> our guests cover horror every week. Yeah, and but it was that's just like a reason. A... So Bones not horror, pick another fucking '90s action movie. Yeah, but they don't say spooky a lot. Spawn is fucking spooky as fuck, dude. <laughs> You're telling them right here, not me. This is yeah. you've seen them talk, guys. And don't bow down to him. Don't say spooky for like the next five episodes, please. All right. Yeah, no problem. Well, we're gonna have to cross that out of uh, the the scripts that we write for our podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're covering spookies next, so I think we might have to re-record something. Yeah. Fuck. That's true. But yeah, it is spooky season. We're doing one. We got three movies lined up for you. Our first guests are the weekly podcast Massacre. I think we got the horror drafts coming in next week. And we got uh, Best Little Horror House in Philly with George and DK from Nerds, Geeks, and the Kitchen Seek coming in as well. But it's not about them. It's about us right now. I put out the category to these guys and they were, like I said, Beautiful, beautiful men to join us. And I said, pick a movie, I'll plot it. And they came back with Near Dark from 1987. Directed by the one that got away, said James Cameron. (laughs) Pretty. um, He said that 12 times, I think, right? He's on wife. He's on wife number seven, I think. Is he? Is this a joke? No, he's had a shit ton of wives. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Well, you got Titanic money. Yeah. No no one's as perfect as the I, ocean. Dude. I think it's current <laughs> wife it was in Titanic, right? Something like that, yeah. I think she's Leonardo the daughter DiCaprio. She's the daughter of the old broad. <laughs> what did he marry the old one first and then her? Uh, well you marry her so you can get well, that necklace. He was he was married to some <laughs> chick, I think, before Bigelow, and then he was married to Bigelow. And then he's I, married to his uh, his like producing partner, Gail yeah. Ann Hurd. Yeah. And Linda like, Hamilton was in there at some point. Yeah. He was engaged to the Baltic Sea for a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before he settled on Atlantic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Pacific? Where, where's the trench? Which trench did he go down? He went so deep, he was where all the oceans meet. And there, yeah. So. <laughs> you think he makes this newest one, like paint, paint herself blue? <laughs> which is actually kind of funny that this director also directed a movie called the weight of water yeah that's right and it is all about like an abusive piece of shit husband i think right like yeah murderous sort of like yeah <laughs> sean penn abusive yeah. no no <laughs> he's not a possible he saves people i think she kind of wanted to probably blue steal his ass after <laughs> divorce <laughs> Did you guys cover what? Blue Steel? Not yet. Not yet. But, we will. Yeah. But what a movie that only a woman could direct. <laughs> the pitch. She's like, there's a guy. He finds a gun. He gets obsessed with it and starts killing people. It's perfect for her. I've actually watched three Catherine Bigelow movies this year. Nobody clapping for me? 
<laughs> How brave. Mm-hmm. I think, Thank you, Mark. She is like the one female director any given male cinephile can like name, right? D- Dean's an ally. <laughs> I support. He he threw a bocce ball right through that g- glass ceiling. Just <laughs> just for her. I'm not getting paid for this. Um and yes. And I'm not gentlemen. cleaning it up. <laughs> You came back with Near Dark. I was kind of surprised. Uh, good pick, my book. Uh, I figured you'd want it for uh, for your own show. Well, we had a conversation, and we each came with three and then did a random number number generator. So yeah. this is what it landed on. I'm actually very happy because it was one of my picks, and I'd been meaning to find a reason to go and buy this guy. So I actually mm. you know, got the Near Dark German uh, import. Ooh. Uh, all of it is written in German. There's even a nice booklet that I will not be able to read one single word of. And you have to switch the audio because it is automatically in German. <laughs> I, I had a, I used to have a German copy of, uh, what was the Ralph Fiennes one she did? Um, the other super hard to find one. Uh, Strange from Days. From the 90s. Strange Fuck, Days. What is that? Strange Days, yes. I had a German copy of Strange Days too. Yeah, had I did I lent it to this person I met on Tinder and never got it back when we stopped talking so god yeah. damn she they ghosted your strange days yeah uh huh that was probably the whole reason that that, that was it I, I mean they I should stop it. leading my Tinder bio with own a copy of strange days on DVD yeah <laughs> I bet she's watching it right now <laughs> fucking <laughs> laughing her up. ass off mm-hmm. yeah. cruising Tinder no, she doesn't even have the app anymore. She got what she, <laughs> she needed. She got what he wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Did you yeah. get like ten minutes into Near Dark before you realized you needed to switch the audio? Uh, maybe twice I did that actually. Okay. Because it's not mixed the best, and you know Adrian Pezdar or whatever like kind of mumbles a bit, but um, you know it's. I think this movie. You just got a vibe with it. It has such a great attitude that mm-hmm. whatever's happening, like, yeah, cool. Sure. I'll just roll with it. All right. Well, like I said, I was surprised. I Could I have a lick of your ice cream? <laughs> Bitte, Sean, could I have a lick? Please? Bitte, please? You're you're saying please. It, Why are you saying It's so hot. It, Why are you saying it's it so twice? hot? I don't know. I was just trying to imagine that guy. Just like a German guy in Oklahoma asking for ice cream. I'm sure there's it was a German funny in my guy head. in Oklahoma. Yeah. Are you wearing a ring? Yeah, it's a phantom ring. It fell, and I didn't <laughs> I didn't want to make a bunch of noise. Wait, the phantom? Yeah. When we covered oh, the phantom, shit. I bought these guys oh. some phantom rings, and I use it to keep my wire wrapped up. <laughs> oh, my God. I had that at one point, man. Kron, you don't have one at the ready to. <sighs> I don't. Show to the it's camera. downstairs. <laughs> I know exactly where it is. Sure. He's like, I Fuck. do. <laughs> it's in my hope chest. I want to see that after the break. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right, guys. Yes. So we are doing near dark from nineteen eighty-seven. Are we? Are we? Directed by Catherine Bigelow. <laughs> Can Do I actually any... change movies? Would that be okay right now? Go Please. for it. Okay. We'll come back in two oh, hours. 
Will you guys well, tell us the other two? Yeah, what were the other two movies that were possible? Uh, Good question. Was it Tremors 2? Tremors right? 2. Uh, I think Gremlins 2 was also on that list. Yeah. Gremlins 2. I think Honestly, it's in my this, notes. Yeah, fuck, what was it? I mean, there was like a... It, it took like a month for us to pick because I just we just kept choosing different movies. Uh, Eaten Alive. Toby Hooper's Eaten Alive, I think, was one. <sighs> Damn it. Yeah. Night my of the Demons. Book, and right. I like to fuck. <laughs> Yeah, let's just yeah, let's just eat it alive. Let's pivot. That sounds fun. It it might I don't know. Kron watched it a, a while back, and I was like, eh. I mm. did have it on my list. Near Dark ha- is on my list. Uh, so we said we're knocking it out. Do we have anything up front about Near Dark, guys? First thoughts. Uh, any first watches tonight? Nope. Had seen this one before. Bones. Uh, I first watched this with you back in the old school days of Netflix DVD. Oh, right on. But it was during it was during that time where you and I weren't really getting along. <laughs> we're but st- we're still not. Oh shit! I don't know what. Well, you... I misunderstood. <laughs> the The session did not go well on Friday. I thought when you, you gave me that, that spur that I thought that we were good. No, you sent weekly podcast massacre spurs you didn't say anything about your 5dr boys Karan, did you get a Karan, you got a spur you give me a spur i give those them a spur that's how like fucking vampire shit spreads right this is why i sit in the van and smoke cigarettes dude i don't like i can't deal with this shake your legs shake my legs yeah i want to hear if you got that spur on Jingle, 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 jingle. Oh, you son of a bitch. Yes. Um, Ask the guests if they had this. seen it. Move on to the guests. Highlight the guests. Promote them. <laughs> Guys, are you are we ready to start the plot for, for weekly podcast mass? Or for you didn't ask them if they'd seen it. Oh, Greg, Murph, have you guys seen this before? Yeah, yeah. I had seen yeah. this. Yes. I, I think I watched it first for the Blank Check podcast when they covered Catherine Bigelow and had to go to Movie Madness, which is a uh, independent video rental store in Portland that has uh, a, a, a huge collection, has like a, a small museum of a bunch of different costumes and decorations. They have, um... Greg, I actually need to send you the picture. I went a couple weeks ago and they do have the... Uh, oh, from the, Naked Lunch. Right, the Mugwump, uh, yeah. The Mugwump, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's all kind of like right. tied up with the mask. Um, oh, it's man. very cool. And it, I, the one I remember renting was, the I guess like 2009 or 2012 Blu-ray that they put out. That was very familiar to like the Twilight cover. I've seen that on there. Yeah. Yeah, but their like, faces look like they're going to kiss or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> mm, what section was that in? Well, they have their own, like, Hollywood directors, so all the big names just have, like, a big row, and Catherine Bigelow had her own tiny section. Yeah. That's how Amoeba is organized, too. I went to Amoeba this, like, in the past couple weeks and tried to, they often have, like, hard-to-find, out-of-print stuff, and the guy laughed in my face when I asked about Near Dark. The fucking, like, tatted-up rockabilly dude was just like, (laughs) no way, dude, no way, man. Get the fuck out. It's like the biker in the the bar in this yeah. movie. Anyway, here's him. here's my he just pulls a knife on you. Yeah. 
So like, yeah, man, we got a show buy, coming up. So. You can buy weed or what? Uh, <laughs> you can get near dark. It's fucking 12 p.m. What are you talking about? All right. <laughs> Greg, Murph, I think you know how this works. I am going to try to deliver this plot. These other two are going to interrupt me and tell jokes and do all kinds of shit to stop that. You are on that same playing field. Please free fill to jump in at any time you want. Nobody gets offended when they get interrupted here on five day rentals. Uh, so like I said, if you find anything interesting or you found anything research wise, or you, if you just got a fucking banger of a joke, throw it in. And if you want to ask right. Ron, if he prefers briefs or boxers, I prefer it. Boxer briefs. We already answered this. You can't do, you can't have both of the best of both worlds. Even though you you're can't. getting it right here with five day rentals and weekly podcast massacre. We start with a mosquito buzzing. We get our main character, Caleb. What the fuck did he say to this mosquito? Cause I could don't, not make it out. Isn't it don't suck. Right. I th- I, it sounded like he said mosquitoes don't suck or something. I, I heard suck. Yeah. Well, that's another that's thing. Like the subtitles are only in German for my copy. So <laughs> yeah, I could not like understand half of the movie. So it was Nick Sukin. <laughs> Did you watch like a Lenny Weifenstall movie by accident? Like, are you sure you weren't putting it in the I, wrong thing? Did you study German for this episode? Unfortunately not, no. <laughs> I so went Murph to a German also... restaurant, but <laughs> it didn't help at all. Did you tell uh, him that you have a German version of Near Dark? Also, my, my research shows mosquitoes also suck blood yeah. like vampires. Did you bring way. the Blu-ray with you and ask them to read the book? <laughs> yeah. Can you can you imagine learning German by way of the guy that does the dub for Bill Paxton? <laughs> That'd be for, an, this hold on, that hold be, on, hold on, I'm imagining. That would be right an now. interesting, interesting voice. I just okay. have to say. You think he would try to do the the Paxton? You gotta. I think you do too. Yeah. God, I wish I knew how to say. I got a little dick. It's pathetic in German. What a ich cold. habe kleine response. <laughs> yeah. Dingleberry? Yeah. It's just dingleberry. <laughs> yeah, we've bastardized the word, but... Das dingleberry, because it's gender neutral. <laughs> Such a beautiful language. Mm-hmm. All right, we get our main character, Caleb. He smashes this bug into a blood spot on his arm. As, yeah, he says mosquito suck or something along those lines. Uh, Caleb drives into town to meet up with his buddies. Uh, we get some great shots of the desert landscape here. This is Catherine Bigelow's first film that she directed. Written by Eric Red. Um, he's been on our podcast before. You guys remember? No. Cron? <laughs> Give it to me, baby. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't... I barely remember what we did last week, Dan. Oh, my God. Can you name another Catherine Bigelow movie? Yeah, Blue Steel. Another one. Point Break. One more. 
Zero Dark Thirty. God damn it. I knew you were going to get that one. All right. I believe you. Eric Red directed Body Parts for Kron Howard's Nate Hands or Feet. Go check it out. It's out now. Didn't she do a? She did like that biker movie before this. I thought. I think. I think she co-directed that with someone. Oh, that was co-directed. Yeah, you're right. I think so. Oh, with the cowboy from uh, the Loveless Mulholland Drive. Yeah, is what it's called. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, her and Mulholland Drive cowboy directed that. Yeah. Did he have eyebrows when he was directing the movie? (laughs) I don't think so. Probably not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Karan, you think if if I go less than three hours, you got to shave your eyebrows? I'm not agreeing to that. They're right, so agreed. big, it'd take me a month. <laughs> You're not helping yourself. Once into town, Caleb and his friends notice a girl. She's uh, eating an ice cream cone. Right before the girl walks in, though, Caleb is asking for a beer from his friends. So we find out that he's a mooch. Yeah, and he doesn't he doesn't support his own bad habits, as they say. He's already is, a parasite. Right. Yeah, it, it's just really setting up his character very early on. So you guys fucking hated him f- from that point. Yeah, fuck this guy. Yeah. What, what if he was very underage? Handsome. <laughs> and that's why I hate him. Oh okay. yeah. <laughs> also, just the energy with him and his male friends. It's like they're fucking super like just aggressive with each other right off the bat you know you think at any point during this he was like god i should have let the other fucking guy go up to her (laughs) no 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 regrets no what i mean worth it he regrets a lot throughout this movie i think (laughs) but you go through a lot when you find the love of your life right so there's or even just a a chance at some strange you know like yeah I don't know how you guys could focus on this guy's interaction with that lady eating that ice cream cone all seductively. (laughs) Also, I don't think she even licks the ice cream. I think she fakes doing it because vampires can ingest food. Right. It's just seductive, like, maybe you kind of like eat it and then you spit it out. You think they can still taste? I bet a question. It, I would assume well, he it, does it's probably gross say, to them, right? Yeah. Yeah. He does say the um, the liquor is like donkey piss later. So I, I'm assuming he can taste that. And he can't get down that big hunk either. <laughs> is that what that was? Big hunk? Candy bar? Uh, actually, I, I looked, I think it was an orbit bar. Is which is a, is it a real one? No, I that? actually tried to look that up, and there there was a whole web page about like uh, candy and movies, and there's the gum, but I think they just made it for the movie. It's like Butterfinger will fucking sue the shit out of us. We're making orbit. You want to piss off Big Mars, dude? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because a character is named Homer, so if there had been a Bart with his BBs. Oh, right, yeah. This is the same year as The Simpsons, too. 87, right? It's the first time the shorts came out, I think. We're learning so much. Yeah, those Tracy Ullman shorts are far more terrifying than Near Dark. <laughs> 1987, a banger. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. 
Caleb decides he's going to make a move on this young lady. He goes and talks with her. Can I have a bite? I'm just dying for a cone. The girl repeats the words, bite, dying. Uh, the girl says I wish her name they is May. wish they would have lady in the tramp that ice cream cone. Yeah. I wish I had like five more vampire puns, you know? Kron, is this how you would approach a lady that is eating an ice cream cone that you find attractive? Well, I think my eyes would be bugging out of my head comically, so. And I'd kind of like, uh, I'd put my nose up and float through the air over towards her. Hold on, give me one second. Let me take my lactate. <laughs> you got to be ready. When the moment strikes, lactate. Um, Dan, I uh, forgive me. I need to go back mm-hmm. because... We have the weekly podcast, Massacre On. You guys get far deeper than us, so I wanted to really bring my A game. So I wanted to try to figure out, on my second watch of this, I was trying to look for uh, some symbology, some character, some stuff before this really gets going. Because this movie really does sort of cook. Do you read anything into his relationship with his friends? Because it's very combative. Right. He's sort yeah. of barking orders and then his buddy comes out and they kind of start having some they start fucking slap fighting a little bit. One guy knocks his hat off. He knocks his buddy's hat off and they're like about to go to blows. It really is like the beginning of 2001. Yeah, yeah. it's it's really aggressive. But we're to understand that these are his friends. And I wonder if this is planting the seeds of the types of friendships and relationships that he can deal with because later on in the movie, you're partially like, why the fuck is he putting up with a lot of this? But it, it might be quite parallel to what he was used to before. I was wondering if right. anybody else caught that. I mean, like, yeah, he's like the severin of his own friend group, right? Like he's like the big showboat sort of like kind of dominant alpha male personality, right? I guess Jesse's more the alpha male, of the vampires, but like, but in terms, there's like there's a pecking order with him and his friends too. You know, like they kind of like have a little scuffle over who's going to get to talk to May, and he ultimately like wins out. Yeah. So I think it is. Yeah, it's supposed to show like there's like you know an animalistic nature to him already. I think it's just like some Catherine Bigelow shit too. It's like the the Point Break stuff, right? It's like there's that weird homoeroticism between like men sort of thing going on there too. You know, like there's or just like there's a pecking order that you like follow. Yeah, like Bodie is like the the top dog in there, right? And here comes Johnny Utah, and he's like weirdly attracted to this, and has to like try to almost show him up and take his girl and do all this stuff. Like it's a yeah, it's it's some Bigelow stuff. She's she likes explore masculinity, which I think is why a lot of like film bros like her. It's because it's like you know yeah man, she's making this about she us. She gets me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's, maybe it's a small town thing. Yeah, I mean, definitely, yeah. And maybe he knows how to control horses. With horses, you have to be in total control. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's another reason right there. Dan, you don't remember when I would just slap the shit out of you just constantly? <laughs> I remember when Making you got Making you go give off. me beers and shit? You, you remember when you got bucked off every horse ride we went on together? Because you horses. just can't control. Fuck horses. Yeah, we're anti-horse on this podcast. They feel on my these horse riders, 
on these horse rides, who was in the front and who was in the back? Well, we started off on the same one, but then we got good enough to where we each had our own horse. <laughs> okay, mm. okay. Dan was in the front, but they were facing each other on the horse. <laughs> it distributes the weight much better, okay? It was actually a camel, funny enough. The hump <laughs> yeah. in between. Yeah. yeah. Well, that keeps yeah. our wieners from touching. a barrier. <laughs> this isn't. The camel isn't. wasn't happy. Yeah. <laughs> Catherine Bigelow directs all these manly fucking man movies, and then she marries James fucking Cameron. That dude's like Alba as fuck, though. He's a, Alba as fuck. He's, a, he's also a, he's a feminist, though, too, you know? Yeah. Sigourney Weaver and Aliens. Uh, fucking Sarah Connor, T2, you know? Fuck yeah. Have yeah, you T2. seen his outfits recently? That like, he wears lady. pretty much the same thing. <laughs> he's like it's one like, of those Einstein guys of, like, hey, he saves like, no, brain like power by... A skate brand or, or something like that. It's like... <laughs> Very oh, weird. motocross. He wears uh, I, Moose yeah. and Fox. Yeah, he wears... Yeah, I think I've seen that. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah, he's on CNN talking about the intricacies of fucking uh, pressure Imploding. and carbon fiber. Yeah. yeah, and he's dressed like a dude who's got a fucking monster energy drink just six inches <laughs> off camera. <laughs> you think about James Cameron's truck has nuts on the back of it? <laughs> I think yeah, his jet ski he... has nuts on the back of it. Oh, hell yeah. What if that gives you a nice rooster tail, man. <laughs> what if he's doing all that shit and he's driving like a F-350 getting seven miles to the gallon? <laughs> he feels guilty oh, about it, man. Global warming? What the fuck is that? Also, uh, <laughs> we forgot the lock-in scores for Dan. I, oh, darn. Yeah, I was going to bring that up, too. I, I did oh, think of that as well. It's kind of becoming a, a running gag that we do it a half hour into the plot. Yeah. You get through the first couple scenes and then we then you do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, weekly podcast massacre's favorite game. Rate my letterboxed. Dan, I'm gonna lock you in at a three point five. Yeah, Dan, three point five. I'm gonna be a little optimistic and say 4.0 I'm gonna echo Greg and say 4 yeah, right. we're believers alright we will find out at the end of this episode if we ever get there guys Jesus alright our girl our main girl here she has the name of May her and Caleb chat back and forth he makes sure to question if she has a boyfriend multiple times. You know, young man, small town. Why not? Uh, May makes Caleb stop. Oh, where the fuck am I? Uh, May states that uh, she needs a lift home. Caleb introduces himself while driving May home. He tells her that she's pretty multiple times and makes it known that he has no girlfriends. May makes Caleb stop in the middle of the road in his old Ford truck. May shows him the dark, bright night. May tells him to listen to the night. Did this ever happen to any of you guys? <laughs> I've never touched a woman, so... Okay. <laughs> All right. We are being brutally honest tonight. Either is Kron. 
Yes, I have. <laughs> Your mother Kelly. doesn't count, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm touching a woman under this desk right now. <laughs> What's up, Bean? <laughs> That's his cat. All right. Caleb tries to kiss her, but she pulls away and points out uh, a star and says that's light leaving uh, the light leaving that star will take a billion years to get to Earth. What a fucking and so she nerd, still man. still be on Earth when God damn. Trying to make to out with her. She's talking about science and shit. Yeah. A real red flag, t- dude. Yeah, thanks a lot, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. Are we going to make out or what? Oh, actually, that light is getting to Earth now. It's how she's seeing it. Fucking Bigelow re-edits the movie and cuts that line out. He's like, you took all stuff. the stars in the universe <laughs> and all the grains of sand. You would have wasted your life. Well, technically, that bitch is crazy. That's Mars. <laughs> Kayla says that this uh, that sounds like fun, and he would like to be there as well. May says maybe. And you haven't met a girl like me. Another red I do flag. Also, Another red yeah, flag. Yeah. I do also damn. like, she's like, hey, if you look at that star, and he's like, yeah, it's the first one I saw. Like, can we get to it? <laughs> he is coming on very strong, I thought. It's a little rapey towards, in a, in a couple minutes, like, maybe not rape is the right, assaulty is closer. Oh. It, I would say it's definitely aggressive, but I think it's small town aggressive because yeah. the, the pickings are very slim. You're like, <laughs> I got to lock this down as soon as fucking possible. So I, yeah, I think push the boundaries a little. <laughs> right, Bones? You know, in, in Oklahoma, no. lassoing a woman is just like buying her a drink, you know, at a mm-hmm. bar. Like it's yeah, standard courtship procedure. 50-50 shot on marriage there. Well, he lassoed me. Oh, your heart? No, physically. (laughs) And now I'm making biscuits for his babies, my babies. Caleb continues to drive May home, but makes a pit stop to show May a horse. And she says, fuck you, I'm anti-horse. No, she doesn't. Uh, She says horses are not a big fan of me, and it runs off into the night. Caleb lassos May and starts to pull her in, but he realized that May is stronger than him. <laughs> Weak ass Caleb. Red flag number three. You would never date a lady what? that's stronger than you? No. You don't want them to pick you up and cradle you like a baby? No. No, no. I don't I don't have that desire. I was a C section. I have no connection to that feminine <laughs> desire. I'm no. So they cut you out and like I'm never touching that thing. I was again. I was C-sectioned and formula fed. I have none of that connection. I have none of that desire. I'm, this guy too. Yeah, that's probably why you uh, desire it so badly. Because I I desire it in a, in a different way, Kron. Not in a mommy. Please, it's more of a. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> it's more like I'm, whipping I'm your not, back. I don't want to nine tails. I'm not trying to get all Caleb about doing here. It. Yeah. Cron, C-section, baby, you? No. What that head? Are you serious? Came right out, dude. <laughs> Greg and Murph, would we like to share? C-section. All right. I, I think had it was, the uh, uh, umbilical cord wrapped around my neck. 
I was trying to end it in the womb, so <laughs> you had enough already. Yeah, your life I, is a no, gift. I was, every day. Uh, I was all natural. I, I pissed on the doctor within the first minute. I do know that. Fuck yeah, dude. That's alpha as fuck, yeah. dude. Well, yeah. fucking C-sections won tonight. My and Greg, you actually start as well. every doctor's examination like that, oh, right? That's, that's <laughs> how it goes. Yeah, it's like you establish dominance. Yeah, you you still want me to cough, bitch? Hey, man. Yeah, he's, he's looking down at looking down at your chart. So you got a sore throat? What the, the hell? Oh fuck! <laughs> All right. Tra- Caleb tries to kiss her once again, but May starts to ask what time it is and freaks out. That she needs to make it home before dawn. All right. The the vamps in this movie have almost no time management skills at <laughs> no. all. It seems Horrible. like it would be the most important thing yeah. in your life. I don't and they're constantly they even wear watches. Like, they're like, the sun is going to come up in five minutes. It's like, you should have been in a building 35 minutes ago then. Yeah, they don't seem to think to do anything until 20 minutes before daybreak. Mm-hmm. Well, you have... The mindset of I'm going to buy black spray paint in case I have to spray paint the windows of this car, but you can't buy a wristwatch? At least steal one off of the, you know, dead corpse that you've just drained. Did we not have the sunshade visor thing by this point in the 80s, like the reflective thing that you put up in your windshield to, you know what I'm talking about? They didn't have that technology figured out. That seems like a, a thing that's always in your fucking go bag. A lot I don't more think efficient NASA than, had released the secret ingredients for that. Then four square feet of aluminum foil, some f- fucking spray paint. When they go into the hotel room, he has it like wrapped up in a blanket, like like a knapsack thing. He's like, oh, that's I gotta, it, yeah, gotta take out this tin like, foil. The sun is dangerous to them, but also yeah, they get by just like they put a coat over their heads and they're still walking around in the sun too. You know, like. Maybe it is not that big of a deal yeah. to them that, until, I don't know, shit goes down in this movie. And in defense of the story, I can forgive this one, right? Because we're 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 eventually going to figure out that she was hunting, right? And that became smitten with Caleb and got distracted. So I yeah. I, I definitely I can see that in the, in this time. But to Kron's point, it is literally every night <laughs> that we experience with them that it turns into a fucking emergency. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. To be fair, too, like I, I put off laundry until like literally I have zero clean clothes the next day, you know, like, <laughs> every single time. It's like fuck. Like I don't, you know. Now it's it's two a.m. and I'm still fucking up folding fucking socks. You know. You know what your problem is, dude? You fold socks. Yeah, you, you need fold a your socks. socks in. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> I fold my socks, Greg. Don't let these. Right, thank you. Heathens make fun what of. What are you talking? You I just put I was gonna together. Say, you put the ball. I was gonna say underwear, but I didn't want to get into debate about boxers that's, and briefs again. Too. So, that's you know. folding. Thank is you. you roll them in? That's not folding. No, that's would not be if fold. you folded a sock in half and then I guess placed it next to its partner sock. You buy one. Pa- you buy crunk? one kind of sock and you never have to choose. You just pull it like in the drawer, pull them out. Are we st- are we still allowed to wear white socks? No. No, I still like wear a, white socks. Who's oh, thank, thank you, Murph? Look at that thank gold. You. Look at that gold toe, man. This guy's fucking springing for the extra stitching. 
Brewster's <laughs> millions baby. over here with the <laughs> gold toe sock, dude. Dan, you're wearing your no, shoes. Black socks. Black socks, man. That's what I heard one time. I'm like, nobody wears white socks anymore. I'm like, I wear white socks. All my Ingenies are like a different color. So to Murphy's or Murph's point, that's the difficult with those is I do have to match them up because there's a right and a left, which is a bummer. Yeah, about I just it's, it's, it's worth it for that toast full, boy. Full yeah. of gold tolls. Spending $35 on a pair of socks. They're $14 a piece, dude. <laughs> You buy five or six at a time. You get, I, I don't know. I fucking buy five or six. I get free shipping. How Usually much are they for prepared? A coat. Prepare it. They're like 14 or 15 bucks. I haven't spent that much on socks in my adult life. Yeah. but And you probably get four or five wears out of your cheap ass socks. Oh, burn. It's a fight. No. Let's hear it. I just this let is why poor dude, people stay poor. Okay. The whole toe is gone. The whole toe box. Just let it play out, guys. They'll get to the end of it. Uh, Kron is winning this argument right now. Fuck yeah. Fuck All off. right, let's move on with the plot. Uh, hold on. I, I want to know how much the gold toes are for Murph. Oh, I get them for birthday and Christmas every year. I don't pay anything. God damn. Okay, I game the system, fucking, baby. I got to agree with that, but still, your fucking toes are all smashed up. You're going to fucking feel that later. You're going to get plantar fasciitis and all this stuff. You got to get that toes <laughs> play, man. You got to... Feet, feet are fucking important, dude. You learn nothing from Lieutenant Dan. What are you, Lieutenant Dan? All of a sudden, yeah. <laughs> Lieutenant <you> Bones. <laughs> Make sure to keep your feet dry. <laughs> I'd be at least a major. Nah, you would make it to major, but you get busted back down to like E four. Yeah, that's fucking cool. It'd be O four, dude. They're not fucking taking away my commission, dude. Jesus, yes, they dude. are. Yes, isn't they that are. it was that, that bad? Yeah, Isn't you don't it know. So sad yeah, in that movie. But I won that the fucking one day. defining character is that he takes care of his feet, and then yeah, <laughs> loses <laughs> both of his legs. The tragic irony. Yeah. Fuck. I think Kron's uh, figuring out storytelling in real time. It's fucking awesome. Well, that's the influence we have. You know, one hundred percent. You guys deeper are, look at. Holy shit! You know. Yeah. <laughs> we learned about C-sections and socks tonight. Thank you for joining us. All right. Uh, they take off towards the house. Uh, May is still freaking out about the time. Caleb stops the truck in the middle of the fucking road and is like, you know what? <laughs> Tonight's the night. I'm not fucking around anymore. He says she's going to have to kiss him if she wants to make it home. I, I wasted a good lactate on you. This. <laughs> Uh, we can see the sun start to come up a little bit. May gives in and passionately kisses Caleb's neck. Um, makes her way to his lips, back to his neck. And then she fucking bites him. You guys like this t- Tangerine Dream score? It's I great. I love it. I love yeah. it. See, if this was me, I would have never made the move. So I yeah. would probably be eaten. I mean, she could have just fucking killed his ass and it would have been, he would have just been found in that piece of shit Ford truck in the middle of an Oklahoma fucking cornfield. It sounds like a song that, a uh, country song. Kill me vampire lady in the middle of a cornfield. 
This song goes out to my cousin who got sucked off to death in a cornfield. <laughs> but not in a good way, but in the bad way, because vampires are the problem with this country. That's why we need to stop immigration. Try that in my small town. Yeah. Uh, May runs off through the fields. Caleb gets back into his old Ford and, well, what do you know? It's a Ford. It's not working. Fuck off. He starts he to walk home. check the engine or anything. He's just like, yep, it's it's fucked. He, he knows his vehicle. When you know, you know. Yeah. It looks like he's been driving it since he was six years old, so. His dad drove that one. Or his mm-hmm. grandpappy probably drove that one. Fuck. It's a pretty sweet Ford truck, I will say It's pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, while he's walking home, he becomes sick. He starts smoking through his fucking jacket. How cool is that? As the uh, sun starts rising. Yeah, you hide uh, a Marlboro up your sleeve and puff away, <laughs> dude. Dad's going to totally know you've been smoking if he sees that from it's afar. Smoking jacket? This is fucking Hugh he's Hefner. Like, no, Dad, I got bit by a vampire, I swear. He's like, you fucking liar. <laughs> I'm not, I'm never going to believe that. Sounds like a real conversation I had when I was 15. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, look. He's like, that's a fucking hickey, son. (laughs) And it's on your wrist, idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Did he ask why it was on your wrist or... No, but they would just be like, you smell like cigarettes. Did your, did anybody ever get caught smoking? Yeah. I didn't get caught yeah. smoking, but they found the cigarettes in my room. Same. I had, well, my, I had my weed stash confiscated, yeah. Wow. My dad admitted years later he just smoked it all himself, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping what? this one, that's, buddy. I, hey, that that's I'm a kid that's by a shit weed. That's a good dad. Yeah. That's a good dad. I need to up his allowance. <laughs> Greg, you got ripped <laughs> off, buddy. This yeah, is a I'm grounding you not for a smoking weed, but for you know the quality of this fucking bud. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Call the cops? <laughs> Try it. As he stumbles closer to his place, his little sister notices him. And uh, then a large RV rolls through and will snatch his Caleb right up. Uh, his dad also notices, and his sister and him run after this RV, screaming, no uh, luck. The, Who's the dad? The dad? Is Tim Thomerson. I was going to say, it's Who? Dollman. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. I think he's good in this movie. He like, is the yeah, best actor really in the movie. He's yeah, great. 100%. Yeah. You're saying he's not good as Dollman? No, I'm just, I don't think he got to do like a ton of, you know, higher profile kind of movie or like something where he could really play like good emotional stuff. And I think he doesn't get to like show the range. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That he's capable of. Yeah. He does play, uh, Loy is his father's name. It's his his best role until transfers Two, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, I think he's came on multiple women. <laughs> he's Tim Thomerson, baby. I mean, it's true. What's it say? Three, two or three times for 5DR? Well, we did Trancers and we did Dollman and Dollman and versus de- Demonic Toys. Yeah, Demonic Toys and versus Dollman. Nightmare of a category. And, and Near Dark. Yeah. yeah. 
I thought he was in something else. Too. He's getting up. He's up there with like he's, Sven. We've uh, he's appeared on WP. He's an evil bong, I think. He's a cameo in that, I believe. You yeah. guys did evil bong. We did. We did. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, you we, guys, we've explored the band cinematic universe too. Yeah. Did you guys try to do Dollman? No, we did half an episode about um, Puppet Master versus Demonic Toys. Yeah, that's right. Right. It was so bad. We did Puppet Master versus Demonic Toys versus Predator versus a- or Alien versus Predator. Yeah, yeah. We just stopped halfway through the episode and we're like, "We'll just do a better movie." Like, fuck this. Yeah. Oh, you got you guys tapped out, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, we covered the whole movie and then we're just. Oh, like, we did. Yeah. yeah, we we just you know yeah. Exactly. We put in exactly as much effort as Charles Band did when he made the movie. But it was, to be fair, it is not a movie. It's a Christmas television special. Right. Yes, exactly. Extravaganza, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right, Karan, yeah, also, I guess you got to get rid of that one. Also more like, it's not a movie. It's more of like a spiritual journey, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Lifestyle. And some sort of like money laundering scheme for Corey Feldman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, we get a quick cut to Severin holding his spur to Caleb's throat. Howdy. I'm going to separate your head from your shoulders, if you don't mind none. Jess Hooker, our uh, head vampire here, tells May that she's put them in a bad spot. Uh, Severin asks permission to kill Caleb, and Jess says to get it done quickly. But May runs over and lays herself on the line for Caleb here and states that he's been bit and he's already turned. Uh, this strange new group of misfits decides that uh, Caleb will come with them for at least a week to see if he can become one of them. Fucking Paxson is dominating the movie from second one he's on screen, right? Well, he asks if I can dance on his face. Just let me tap dance on him, won't you? Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I mean, how, how much of the movie do you think he's in? Because he's on, like, the front cover of the, uh, of, like, at least the letterbox poster that they use. So, mm-hmm. Do we have a, a film without Bill Paxton? Is yeah. this yes. a cult movie without Bill Paxton? I think it would come close yeah, with just Lance Henriksen because he's so good as well. But Paxton is what really sells a lot of the bizarre tone that they're going for. And uh, I don't, I can't think of any other big actor that could play that role. I mean, I'm always trying to put him and Bill Pullman against each other and Bill Pullman could not play this role. Pullman would, I think, what I'm assuming is probably on the page, would have played it much more straight and violent and, and the aggressor. Much and, more sensitive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and But, like, Paxson goes for the, the comedy, too. Like, he's just like, oh, I can be funny and intimidating. Like, I don't have to, like, do either or, you know. And he has one of those careers where all of his standout roles are the supporting role. Yeah. It's... I, I mean, hey, same with Hendrickson. Hendrickson, like we just talked about a good, <laughs> a fucking Lance Hendrickson vehicle, uh, House Three, the horror show, and he does not really work as a leading man. He's like, 
weirdly too intense for that movie, you yeah. know, for what they're and going you know, for. When we were talking about that, we left out Pumpkinhead because that's like the other yeah, big thing right. that he yeah. is like in charge of. And yeah, but his I, character in that is a little darker and like yeah, you know, kind of more fucked up. Yeah, that's. True. I don't think that movie works though. Pumpkinhead? I don't. Yeah, I don't care for uh, that one. Oh, f- okay. I'm I'm picking years. it for something soon. We're talking about it. We'll talk about that soon. Ooh. I think getting bad at curtains here. Yeah. I think I was on like Tubi a couple days ago, and there was like Pumpkinhead. I want to say like four or five. Like they, yeah, they get up there. I know. I, I know the Pumpkinhead two has Bill Clinton's brother in it. That's that's kind of the only thing I know about that movie. Karan just added that to a list. <laughs> Oh hey, <laughs> that, de- that depends on what your you definition of a pie? movie is. <laughs> hey, we're making a little spooky movie over here. <laughs> you need someone to play sax for the soundtrack. I got you covered. This is a vampire movie because I'm here to get sucked. <laughs> Doctor told me I couldn't have any, but if you got any whipped cream, I'd really appreciate some. <laughs> Will there be cigars at the after party? <laughs> Are they flavored? Yeah, Paxson has this amazing skill of, uh, okay, I'm going to be this amazing supporting character. I can do whatever the fuck I want because even if I suck, I have no effect on the overall movie. But if I, if I make it better, I'll stand out. It's, I mean, Predator 2... True Lies, yeah. uh, fucking aliens, right? Like he is this the first? Did he was he in the first Bigelow venture? No, I don't think okay. he, I don't think he's in the Loveless. No, I think I the only person I remember from that movie is Willem Dafoe because he okay. like shows his balls in it. Uh, that's the only way I remember. Yeah, but, of course. Uh, yeah. Um, I think this is the first collab with uh with Bigelow. Yeah. The only collab is he in another Bigelow movie? He's not in like Point Break, is he? I don't think so. I don't. Can you imagine so. him in Busey's role in Point Break? It's no. hard to imagine. Possible, but Busey in that role. Utah, get me too. Yeah. Um, but is this like? I mean, like that bears like mentioning that this is a lot of the cast of Aliens, right? Jeanette Goldstein, Lance Henriksen, Paxton. Like and, Cameron uh, uh, mentioned that whenever she was casting, like, why don't you just right. use just use this crew? Yes, yeah, they were all together from Aliens. Yeah, exactly. The RV heads into a large garage, and all the gang, well, they get some sleep. They all snuggle up. Mace snuggles with Caleb. We cut to Caleb's dad, Loy, asking what the cops are doing to find his son. Uh, back in the RV, the gang is trying to figure out Dude, what to do with Caleb. The fucking, the fucking lighting in that police station. Uh, like, it's not that cop, one. Like, it's when he's he's outside and he's talking about the tire tracks and he goes, what okay. are you well, going right, to do right, about right. it? I was thinking of the police station scene. We'll talk about that later then. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Homer, the little kid, explains that May cannot take care of Caleb. He also says that he's a big man inside a small kid's body he's kind of annoying With the cron right? conundrum like, he's annoying in this movie 
He's you having guys, fun. Yeah. Kron, do you remember him from a five-day Reynolds movie? <laughs> yeah, I think we just talked. Like, I feel like we mentioned it on the last record, and I can't remember what it was. Oh, it was a class of 99. Is that yeah. what he's in? Yeah. That was shit. correct. I think he's an aspiring writer director now. I think when him I and his... his partner i believe did uh final girls uh it's one of the horror movies a few years ago they okay. wrote that so he still writes yeah yeah Br- brantley might have brought that up on that episode actually I-, I did notice on uh his imdb he's one of the uh one of uh fucking tom atkins's kids in halloween 3 well, that was a cool credit okay which mask does he wear probably the skull right because i think uh like the the daughter or whatever gets the witch one or the pumpkin or something. Yeah, I think they get pumpkin and skull. Atkins kids. Yeah, and all skulls are masculine. All pumpkins are feminine. It's, it's like dog. Works. It's like dogs and cats. Just well, decides. that's why the Clinton was in Pumpkinhead then. Mm-hmm. Oh hey, well, hey pumpkins. Hooker just, or Jess decides to give Caleb a week to see if he can become one of them. Severin is not happy about this and goes to have a chat with Caleb. And this is where the gang introduces himself, themselves to Caleb. We have our leader and our ultimate vampire, Jesse Hooker. His main lady, Diamondback. We have everybody's worst fucking nightmare, Severin. And Homer runs in, grabs Caleb's balls. And spells out his name and says, I wouldn't want to be you. Well, that's just an Oklahoma handshake. Yeah. You think that was a stunt hand? (laughs) All right. For this scene, you're going to grab his balls. Mm -hmm. Listen, we don't got stunt balls. (laughs) His mom's standing just outside on the set being like, you know. Yeah, this isn't this isn't the yeah. Godfather kid. We don't, we're not working with that kind of budget, so you have to get in there. No, really grab him. Mm-hmm. You're a big man. It's got to read on camera. Yeah. Oh, you know, I was just thinking, do, do you wonder how this movie would be if Catherine Bigelow was dating, say, like, Ron Howard at the time? Like, who would be in the movie? Clint like the, Howard is the, as the Jesse cast Hooker. of Cocoon, basically. Yeah. Warwick Davis as Homer. <laughs> yeah, it'd be Tom Hanks in the Bill Paxton role. <laughs> Wolford Brimley as Jesse. It'd be the funny Tom Hanks, right? Remember yeah. when he was funny in the eighties? Cookie, yeah. <laughs> and it would be Ed Har- yeah, Ed Harris as fucking Jesse. Oh, hey, that actually might work, yeah. Well, I guess Wolford Brimley could be the dad then. Yeah. The bartender. The RV takes off into the night. Severin stills a pretty sweet station wagon. And the group torches the RV and takes off in that instead. They're a uh, a group on the run. Uh, they so, roll into some old factory. Right. So they never say the word vampire in this movie, right? 
Yeah. We never get like crosses. We never get stake in the heart sort of mythology. So, Garlic, none right. of that shit. And then, no. so f- forgive me, uh, vamps aren't, I mean, in the standard mythology, aren't too keen on fire, right? Or is that Frankenstein? Frankenstein's monster that I'm thinking of. I thought, weren't vampires, don't vampires have a little bit of an aversion to, to fire? I think sometimes, yeah. Okay. I think you yeah. can burn them, yeah. Right. Well, and I mean, as much as any of us might have. I think it's more I like burn. running water is the is the one that I think they stay away from. Oh, so this is yeah. like signs. Did yeah. we jump past the Chicago fire joke, though? Yes, we did. <laughs> Just thrown offhand. Remember that fire we set back in Chicago, Jesse? It, it. <laughs> yeah, it's, there is a Chicago fire joke. Uh, still don't know who did it. So if you have any idea, please call the Chicago Police Department at uh, eight oh eight five two. I don't. We also uh, were, were you trying to do the Scruff McGruff? Yes, I was. <laughs> uh, we also kind of break reality with aliens on the movie marquee too when they go into town. That is true. Yeah. He's everywhere in everything that I do. I wish I could have fucking waterboarded him. Like in Zero Dark Thirty. But blue steel's good, right? It's probably my best work. I mean, no. Point break. It's point break, dude. I'd put him one and two. I mean, damn. Come on, Detroit. I I haven't seen Detroit. Yeah, me neither. I haven't, I haven't either. Since, so. no, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Homer has a bicycle that Severin, Severin just throws off the top <laughs> of the RV, which I think is hilarious. Uh, Caleb is not feeling well and tells May that he's not sure what's going on, but he needs to get home. And he takes off. Uh, May says you won't make it very far. Caleb makes his way to a bus station. He tries to get a ticket to uh, Lawton, Oklahoma, but he's $3 short, and dude will not cut him a break. Uh, Caleb heads into the lobby, uh, snags a candy bar, but cannot keep it down. Uh, we get a cop. He comes in and gets a hold of him and asks what's going on. Yeah. I f- Murph, I f- does this guy look familiar? Oh, yeah, of course. Mr. Yeah. Troy Evans. We talked about yeah. him. Recently in some movie, oh, it was Frighteners. He's in the Frighteners. Frighteners. Yeah. Uh, but as He's a the cop in that too. principal in uh, Twin Peaks who announces yeah. Laura Palmer's death. I pick this up on the last watch. He thinks he's a gay prostitute, right? <laughs> Is that what's well, that, like he's he's hooked oh, on drugs Caleb? and he's trying to hook. He's trying to turn some tricks in the bus cruising? station. I thought it was at least like a like a drug addict kind of thing. Well, I well see, yeah, but yeah, this is, what this are is you a... doing in the bus station? You're trying to cruise. I don't this know, is... Karan. I think hmm. I seen a fucking flash of a bandana maybe in his back I... pocket. Yeah, I don't what know. color is that bandana? I mean, yeah, we'd have to determine the color to know exactly what he's into. <laughs> probably why that... might be right. Probably why that guy came up to him in the first place. He was like... Was oh, that really your... a real badge? <laughs> hmm. 
I, I can see from your bandana you're in the cop play. Yeah. I saw Serpico. It's black with a thin blue line through it. A Punisher skull on the bottom. Yes. <laughs> I think I think somebody should make a letterbox list for like like attendants that are super hardcore about getting the right amount of money. <laughs> this was, uh after hours. No after breaks. After hours. Uh in uh, Bruges, there's a guy uh-huh. that's like a real dick about ten cents or something. Yeah. Hey, it's coming so out of his say, pocket. If, if you're a vampire who's cruising, by the way, you can color code your Dracula cape. You know. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> It, it's coming, guys. <laughs> I, Just like I do everybody really love, on the set of cruising. <laughs> I do really love how, you know, he has a wound on his hand as and as he's like, you know, messing with Caleb, like Caleb's drawn to the blood and, you know, kind of shocked by his attraction to what he's smelling. Yeah. The guy just finished giving himself a stigmata right before he approached Caleb. Yeah. yeah. Not right now. I'm at work. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> when you guys get do get to the cruising episode, you can just save time by just cutting out every other mention of cruising from every other episode and just stitching it together. You don't have to actually record it, by the way. You think that will save time? <laughs> cruising's yeah. gonna be a six hour episode. Uh <laughs> that'll save time for two of us, so I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah, for two of the three hosts, yeah. Bones, any thoughts on cruising? Nope. It's a bad movie. We shouldn't talk about it. When are we going to do it? We just need to one-off cruising at this point. We, I mean, we have... Five-star bangers. We have a close friend who is in the community who has offered to do the show with us. But... You, you think I, that's a good idea? No, not at all. <laughs> and he knows it. <laughs> I think if we're going to do it, we go all out, and it should just be, the name of the category should be, like, canceled, right? And let's just pick, like, three movies that we should not talk about. Like, what are... Cruising, Sound of Manhattan. Freedom. Manhattan. Yeah. I don't know if I can sit through Manhattan. Two Woody Allens and a... <laughs> uh, well, actually, well, character t- actor Michael Murphy is in Manhattan. Yeah. That's right. Let's do cruising. Phase four zone, Michael Murphy. Yeah. A Woody Allen and a fucking Cosby. Why are we canceling cruising, though? Ghost Dad. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Who's in cruising that needs to be canceled? Well, they they tried to cancel freaking four at the time. Thank you, Greg. Yeah. I think, yeah, I'm with Greg. We should do Sound of Freedom. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to do a Christian movie category. I think the like our DVD players but that shit's will really happening if dude. we try to watch. <laughs> You'll burn in hell like all of us, Karan. Watching Fireproof, Sound of Freedom, and The Shack. God's Not Dead. And Prince of Darkness. It's really that Christian Kurt, movie. Kurt Warner movie. Finally get a sports movie on the show. Oh, yeah. What was that one called? The one with Shazam. We could do uh, Underdog Christ. This would be our most violent episode, Kron. 
Yeah, that's way too violent for this show. Should we all just pivot to Christian conservatism? We would make money. Get way more down. We would make money. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, is is Passion of the Christ still like the highest grossing R rated movie ever? I I mean, it was for the longest time. Yeah, or did like Deadpool beat it? I know Deadpool came close. I think Deadpool was pretty big. Joker was pretty fucking big. Didn't it break a billion? Which one? Joker. Yeah, yeah. Would That's Oppenheimer right. not be up there now? I think it I think it is, yeah. Oppenheimer made more money than Barbie? No. <laughs> not, no, 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 no. Not Barbie, but R-rated. Oh, I think yeah. I think worldwide it maybe it did actually, right? Cuz I think worldwide Oppenheimer is fucking doing numbers. I think Barbie's still crushing. I mean, probably, yeah, yeah. As it should. Caleb eh. says he's not sure, but the cop's eh. an ally. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest with you right now. If I'm looking at 2023, which I haven't seen much, Barbie's probably the best thing I've seen so far. Damn. Just saying. It's good. It is good. Now we'll see. The good times are coming. It's spooky season, guys. Yeah, the Exorcist reboot's gonna... gonna. Yeah, you haven't seen the Exorcist Believer yet. Yeah. Oh, I already got. I mean, you've none for too, the right? Of the Flower Moon. Oh yeah. So, Kron, don't cancel your vacay that week. You could do like Christ is King, December on. You could do like <laughs> I'm trying to think of. How about it's Christ a... is cruising? That way we can do. Passion of Christ. Cruising. cruising. Passion. What does that bandana look like? Uh, Joseph whatever. and his Technicolor dream coat. Yeah. It's a little crown of thorns you hang out of your back pocket. It's a white bandana. It has a little red corner with a cross on it. You no, know, it's, it just has his face on it. It's the, shra- the bandana oh, of Turin. Yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. All right, Caleb. All right, he he gets questioned by this cop. Caleb says he's not sure, uh, but the cop ends up spotting him three bucks, um, and he gets out of town. He catches the bus, but on the bus, he's sick as hell. He gets off the bus and quickly makes his way back to May. She's waiting on him uh, and feeds him for the first time off but of her wrist. This is another vampire thing, like the people that turn you have like control over you because she's basically drawing him to her right but also if they can just feed off each other why do they have to like drain normal people you know i'm loving that you guys are here some fresh blood in the mix right like she had to feed and then he's getting like some residual new blood from her yeah Okay, it's okay. like incest you can't you know keep doing it or you're gonna have a weird ass child I was going to say it's like human centipede. Like you can only do it for so long before it's unsustainable. Hey, we're trying to partner with Coke and do human centipede across America. Okay. And this. <laughs> yeah. You're... I think if you get them in a, in a long enough line, why can't it work? They haven't answered that email back yet. It's really weird. Well, it's, it's probably like mercury and fish, right? Like the toxins or whatever get like more amplified as you kind of like, as it, as you, you know. Yeah, I mean, Freddie Mercury Feed the hated thing. fish. <laughs> the band. 
I'm going to email Neil deGrasse Tyson and ask him, ask him if every human, human centipeded, w- could we reach the moon? I feel Twice like that, over. that would be a great TikTok, right? Him on Joe Rogan talking about, if you lined up every mouth it, with every ass. Is asshole, it every person that's alive right now or every person that's ever been alive? Well, be Eight, realistic, 18 Murph. 18, 18 be realistic. Put that out there first. Well, we'll pull out the bodies if we need to get to fucking Mars, but... I don't know if Tyson would make the 18-year-old or distinct. Didn't he get canceled? <laughs> Wasn't he uh, outed? I think, yeah. I think maybe it was, there was some personal drama. I mean, there right. are always personal drama, but maybe it was a little. I thought it was just he's an asshole. Well, yeah. it was, okay, I don't even want to fucking touch <laughs> on it. So it's bad enough that he's in my fucking algorithm. It's. <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson and titties at this point. I I, I had it like per, I had it on perfect, and I clicked on two things. Uh, sounds like you're halfway there, dude. You just got to roll are off you, that Tyson stuff. Neil. Are you sure it's not Neil deGrasse Tyson's titties? Yeah. Oh, I couldn't handle that. <laughs> Got a Google alert the moment he came out of his. Uh, you it know, is amazing how fast titties pollute your algorithm when what, you just look at one hundred percent one thing. It's like I look like a fucking. I'm. I am a perfect. Not even a pair. If you just look at one of them, yeah, yeah just a singular titty. Yeah. It's like I was looking at WWE new, and then it's like, oh, look at the sunlight going through my dress, and you can see my roast beef curtains. You guys don't get those. Okay, we're, silence is a yes on this podcast, guys. Silence is a yes. Caleb feeds as we hear May's heartbeat. Get Caleb him. I've got, a, I've got a whole hard drive, dude. <laughs> collecting them. Caleb feels much better after this, and May says, the night is so bright, it will blind you. Caleb can see it now. The following morning, Caleb's dad wakes up and goes to question the cops again. I believe this is the one you're talking about yeah. right, with the cigarette smoke and the coffee and everything. The, yeah. the, the, the sheriff is like in black. Yeah, and he then, is yeah, like... It's the slats uh, for them. Oh, yeah. Fucking beautiful, man. Absolutely uh, gorgeous. The coffee was steamy, too. Yeah. You think they still smoke in police stations? Right, they in, got to. In Oklahoma, right? yeah. Yeah, they, I guess. Come on, it, I they in Oklahoma. Now. They turn off. Yeah, they vape. <laughs> they turn off their body cam and they fucking vape inside. <laughs> in between their fucking gang bangs and shit. <laughs> cops is horny, Whoa. dude. Uh, the cops, uh, the sheriff here, he seems not to really care. Uh, they said they found the RV. It was torched. Uh, the cop says your boy might have fell in with the the wrong crowd. Caleb's dad continues to search for his son. He just gets up and leaves as the guy pours a cup of coffee. Uh, he even he starts showing some pictures at the local gas station uh, to see if they know who Caleb is or whatever. Uh, Caleb tries to call back home, but a lot no of answer from good his payphone. concerned extra acting in this, like the people coming up and like, mm, no, the nodding and yeah. <laughs> You guys remember collect calls? I'd like to reverse a charge. We had a baby, it's a boy. Right? Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> is that a Seinfeld? It's like a commercial. That was a commercial. A it's a boy. We had a baby. Was that it's a, a commercial? boy. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. That might have been before Carrot Top yeah. became the. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm. I think I'm not the right age for the Had a Baby It's a Boy, but I do remember the Carrot Top ones. Yeah. Buff. He's a buff wi- guy. I wish I could forget yeah. Carrot Top. Doesn't he have what's his movie? Chairman of the Board. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. God. It's a shame that we only do horror, or we would do that pod, you know, that movie. That would have been like that would have been like episode three. Yeah. Murph, bring that's it the to the beauty of five day rentals. Bring it to the show, you just, baby. You just fucking let us know, dude. <laughs> we'll fucking rock chairman of the board. Meet the Deedles and suburban commando. That's a fucking category right Ooh. there. Yeah. Oh man. Caleb freaks out a little bit. Uh, he has a street scream here. Uh, May meets up with him, tells him that, uh, or he tells her that she uh, he's scared, but she calms him down and says everything will be fine. Caleb asks what they do now. Anything we want till the end of time. Uh, Until the sun comes up. Yeah. <laughs> they share oh, a shit. kiss. Fuck. <laughs> the fucking oh, which is five minutes from now. So we gotta yeah. we gotta go. Oh, we gotta fucking go. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, but for the next minute and a half, we can do whatever you want to do. <laughs> Wait, did you bring spray paint? Uh, May says he's got to kill, though. Caleb says he's not a killer, and he doesn't want to do this. Uh, May says, don't think of it that way. Use your instincts. Uh, so we get some quick cuts here of uh, the gang hunting and feeding through the night. We get Homer. He's laying on the side of the road with his uh, bike. Looks like he got hit. Uh, dude comes up. Of course, Homer pops up and takes his life. This is why uh, I never stop when I hit kids on their bike. Nah, me neither. Yeah. Never have. You never know. The um, odds of them being a vampire are simply too high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This whole sequence is like everyone gets a shitty person except for me and Kayla. They get like the nicest guy who's like, I could show you how to drive a truck. You can you can make your own life. I don't know. Cool. Those girls are seem very attractive. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, horny for Bill Paxton. No, yeah. women like that are evil, dude. <laughs> fucking lie. That is morals. Believe you, they're, fucking lie. They're easy. That, you don't want them. That night went nowhere. Like two miles down, he got out. He's like, "Yeah, no." They wouldn't shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> Not even worth a kill. Uh, as this goes on, May does explain more about uh, the feeding process. Uh, we get Severin. He's meeting up with these fine ladies. He gets in their car and they take off into the night. He's Jesse in like and- leather pants and a and a very weird white. Almost puffy shirt, bolo tie, bolo a tie, six, a so, six shooter. Hell yeah! When is he from? Did, they never really get into that. Is he like Wild West? I think so. Yeah. yeah I guess they, he doesn't really say, huh? With the Spurs, that would make sense. Yeah, well, maybe well, like Billy the Kid era or some shit. Is he in? Is that, he's in Tombstone, right, Paxson? He yeah. is, yes. He's one yeah. of the, her brothers. Yeah, on this plays the same character. 
Yeah, I was gonna say he's same guy. Yeah. yeah, he's he's the one that's fascinated with billiards. He can't wait for them to get their own billiard table. Yeah. Oh, he's well, fascinated with billboards made out of bamboo and cloth. No, fuck off, knock off, dude. Um, when was the Chicago Fire? Forgive me. Was that eighteen something? Night early nineteen. 19-something? 19, 19-teens, yeah. I think. Okay, so at least then. Right. Before World War One, Jesse fought for the South, we find out. So he's... Mm-hmm. So I'd say maybe between... Obviously between Chicago Fire and Civil War is when Paxson's from. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue that. Do you think when the cow that kicked over that lantern saw this movie, it was fucking fuming? Not proven in a court of law, Kron. We don't know that. He <laughs> stole yeah, my he thunder. The, or he got the heat off of her, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, take that plaque down. God damn it. <laughs> well, the uh, only Jack- reason only reason that cow kicked that bucket over is because Paxson was biting down on her fucking titties. Yeah. I hate it when they ain't been milked. Jesse and Diamondback, they're driving around. They pass a spot where they met. They kind of have a little convo about that. Uh, They see a hitchhiker. They pick him up. But it's a stick-up, dudes. And as they stop, another dude shoves a shotgun into Jesse's face. One guy starts to get fresh with Diamondback. You're not going to look good. You're not going to look so good with your face ripped off. Uh, Hooker tells one of the goons. Then he turns up the radio. Uh, We cut to Caleb and May in a big rig. Uh, The driver is explaining how to drive the big rig while Caleb is trying his best to work up the courage to kill him. Kiss him. (laughs) It kind of looks like that, too. Uh, It's clear Caleb cannot do this. Uh, He tries to psych himself up, but he just can't. Uh, At this time, the trucker's kind of noticing that something's kind of off with Caleb. Uh, He gets out of the big rig. Caleb does. Uh, It's kind of sick. The driver checks on him. Uh, Driver's like laughing, though. He's like, oh, I can't drink and drive. (laughs) He starts shit-talking him a little bit, and that's when May comes up behind and and bites the driver. Uh, we get a quick cut of Caleb feeding off May again. He's got a yeah. wicked smile on his face. Also, this, he, the, the driver, it's, he's killed in like the oil derrick field, right? Yeah. Well, well that's where he's yeah. feeding now. And I think right. this is some of the best just like shots of the movie. There's yeah. lightning off in the distance. We have, you know, the oil uh, pumps that are yeah. draining the life out of the earth. Yeah, um, research shows vampires also drain life out of things yeah the 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 wicked smile that he has on his face as like like when he's done even after she's telling him like you could kill me and he yeah. just doesn't seem to care he's too high from 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 all of it from being in love but also having that person that will give you everything of yeah. them and I think he's fucked up from like the you know the blood of that truck driver because that was like spiked with some, you know, <laughs> amphetamines. Some, yeah. Some, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's credited as Cajun truck driver, but I, I didn't hear him like mention gumbo or the swamp once. So How I'm not many sure pee why. jugs do you think were in that truck? 
At least six. That's what he's. That's what he's hauling. Yeah. Yeah. That's all that's in the <laughs> fucking back end. I just carry my piss around the whole United States. I've peed everywhere, man. I've peed everywhere. <laughs> uh, May has to rip Kim, uh, Caleb off of her and explains that he can kill her uh, if he takes too much. Caleb uh, just has a giant bloody smile on his face. He's loving his new lifestyle, baby. Score is great as well. Like, mm-hmm. again, Tangerine Dream just knocking out of the park. All right. I think, gentlemen, that's where we will take a pee break. Welcome back, everybody, to Five Day Rentals. We are right in the middle of near dark here on the first movie for the category Spooky Season. Ah, pumpkin spice lattes, uh, sweaters. I don't even think any leaf has hit the ground yet, but it just feels so good. So it has, it has good. for me, buddy. <laughs> what leaf hit the ground, Cron? When I knocked over my tray, dude. <laughs> what are you? I'm. Lo- I don't know what you're talking about. You already uh, breaking over there? Oh, you fucking Squaresville, dude. <laughs> I thought you just ate a gummy. Now, not me, dude. Old school. I we went on a family walk the other night, dog and all. And we rolled by a car, and there was just a lady just going to town on a joint, like windows down. I'm just like, right on. Minding her own fucking business. (laughs) Just getting it. I was like, fuck. Fuck yeah. See, that's why I like spray paint in a, you know, a paper bag. Just huff it. Oh. Talking my language, dude. <laughs> you trying to blast off after this record's done? Oh, you know it. I thought you were gonna say that you spray paint your windows before you hotbox it, so nobody knows. You know, <laughs> the trick it's is to just go high. through the car wash, man. Just go through the car wash, <laughs> folks. Uh, if you're finding yourself listening to this, you're well, in the middle of near dark. Go back to the fucking beginning. Murph does start smoking his joint five minutes before the sun comes up, so he's got to <laughs> black those windows out. <sighs> Can you imagine not being in the sun? Like, you just can't do it? Yeah, it'd be fucking great. I'd love it, yeah. Why do you think really? I moved to Portland? Eight months out of the year, you don't get any sun here. Greg? Nah, I, I'm kind of, I'm a little bit anti-sun myself, yeah. You li- <laughs> I, look, I know. Yeah, I live in California. It's tough, but not a, not really a fan. But you live huh? in LA, which is a nighttime city, right? You still have a vibrant shit. Oh, yeah, like, for yeah, sure. There's yeah, still stuff yeah. to do. In the Midwest, totally. everything closes at 6 o'clock, so... Yeah, I mean, oh, I, I work in post production. I don't see the sun. Not me, Dan. You gotta sun soak your asshole in perineum 
to let you Mother your, Earth into your body. Get your vitamins. Yeah, a good Saturday afternoon, you go out there, you just spread right open. Mm-hmm. You know, you might get a ladybug in there every once in a while, but you're feeling... I, I preach spreading your world. toes, and I get fucking shit on. Earth. You guys are talking about yeah. spreading your fucking assholes. Like it's gospel. You absorb um, the nutrients faster that yeah. way anyway, right? Yeah. Bugs are protein. Yeah. We are here with the weekly podcast Massacre. They were kind enough to join us for Near Dark. They're probably regretting it now. But uh <laughs> gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on, spending your time here with us. Oh, you think they're regretting it after that ladybug in your asshole bit we just did? <laughs> Yeah, I'd say I so. can't find the the door to leave, so we might <laughs> yeah. as well talk about this movie. <laughs> right, you, you got to crawl through a vent around here, so <laughs> I have to lose a little weight before I can fit in one of those. So, oh, Bones will teach you how to is punch through walls. That's what we usually do. Fuck yeah! Do you have any grease? Maybe that'll help. Nah, grease ain't my fucking shit. That's Dan shit. We all know that that was the uh, category you guys failed the most on. F's <laughs> and F's, by the way. I'll I remind mean, you for an eternity. I don't know. I, I think Secret guys, Views passes any, thank any, you. any and all criteria. Thank right? you. You guys yeah. could cover the Greasy Strangler and Weekly Podcast Massacre, I think. That's, that's true. I, yeah, I've heard good things, but I've never seen it. Yeah, also have not seen that yet. Yeah, just... just Go in dry. Don't. Because <laughs> you, cause you won't come let out the gre- dry. Let the yeah. grease come to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of car washes. It'll have its day. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, Caleb's sister is very upset. So her dad decides to call the cops again. The cops inform her that Caleb was seen at the bus station. Well, he decides to head that way. See if he can find out what's going on with his boy. Good dad. Fucking good dad here, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would your dad try to find you? To beat my ass. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> he's bringing me back to kick my ass. I told you to milk the cow before you went anywhere. You got to give these shots to these sheeps. <laughs> uh, my dad didn't get where he's at from not following through. If he owes me an ass whooping... I got the ass whooping. All right. Made me the man I am today. Standing up during this record because I can't sit down. (laughs) I can't spread my asshole to get my nutrients. You should. Scar tissue, man. Brutal. The gang are on a train now. And they're not happy with Caleb. He's not killed yet. Severin says that Caleb has one more night or they'll kill him. Homer says, just kill him right now. He's not one of us. Jess says... He he also says he's so damn ugly he makes my gums ache. That's not true. Caleb is a good looking guy. Yeah. Yeah. There's some scarage, but he's very handsome. I mean, I, if I was May, I'd I'd be attracted to Caleb, I think. I get it. But you're also a vampire. 
So, I mean, any, if, if she can't have Jesse, yeah, ahead, she's folks. gonna have. I was gonna say if she can't have Jesse because he's. I mean, Lance Hendrickson is. Damn, that's a good looking dude. Yeah, that ponytail on him in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, again, I think the scar adds something. Like it's mm-hmm. the the certain je ne sais quoi. Yeah. And in this movie, I think Lance Hendrickson is lit so perfectly. Like there's so many times he just kind of walks into this lighting kind of coming down. You only see half of his face. Yeah. He's super skinny. This or Stone Cold? What's the better Hendrickson villain performance? You get more of his body in Stone Cold. I'll give him that. Yeah. I, know, I yeah. would take Stone Cold over. Yeah. The, I mean, I feel like he's just more animated in Stone Cold. So, yeah. Plus, he's Can acting I... off of uh, the boss. So, I think he kind of stands out more. Yeah. Can I pivot to Alien 3, where he's like half of a Lance Hendrickson? God, don't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me finish the record, Murph, before you bring up Alien 3. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Take that fucking harmonica outside. <laughs> All right, Jess says he must kill tonight or he's dead. Uh, we get a great fucking shot here of the gang coming up the hill with the fog and all that. And they headed to the local bar. They bust in. Well, I'll be goddamned. Shit kicker heaven. As the music gets pumping. Severed heads over to uh, buy some drinks for him and Caleb. He knocks over a guy's shot. And things look like they're going to get hairy. But Severed quickly calms the situation with a great Buffalo Bill joke. Another, like, cowboy moniker. Like, oh, he probably knew Buffalo Bill. Yeah, he tucked his dick between his legs and was like, Oh, fuck me. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) But no, he does take the beer, puts the foam on his chin. If I was a vampire, I'd suck me so hard. (laughs) I did write in my notes, prepare for five minutes of Buffalo Bill jokes. (laughs) Well, we can make up some time and move on. Or she's a great big vamp lady. (laughs) Why is your teeth so weird? Say, are you at a six or a seven? Uh, Severn gets lippy with the bartender here. The bartender says that there's two ways you can leave on your feet or on your back. Do we recognize this bartender? <laughs> He's the same bartender in Terminator 2. Or no, Terminator. This, no, oh, the, shit. the the patron. Yeah. Is in Terminator 2. Yeah. But I've never noticed. Forgot, I didn't notice the bartenders. Forgot to say please. Oh. Also in Pinocchio's Revenge. He is in Pinocchio's Revenge, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Kron. Applaud yourself. Pat yourself on the back. Uh, sorry it keeps coming up. I mean, it's kind of the connective tissue of this podcast. I don't think you're sorry at all. Don't worry. Puppets 2 is coming. Great frontal nudity, I'll say that. Um, Severin says... And not just the puppet, Greg. Hmm. <laughs> okay, okay. Would you guys ever do a puppet month? 
Oh, a month. I'm of so it? glad probably. you added months yeah. to the end of that. I think we I, we could probably fit enough in there. Yeah. Oh, totally. Um, what's, the, what's the Anthony Hopkins one? Magic. We could do magic. magic. I think we could yeah. make a case for like bicentennial man. Yeah. That's I think horror, that's a yeah. real horror. Yeah. Like deciding to turn into a human. We did a uh, we did pin right. What did we do? Oh, those like sibling horror. But yeah. Yeah. Pin's a good pin's a good puppet slash like doll movie. Yeah. 1988. Karan yeah. got mad at me for that one. For pin? Just, uh, was Dan, that one direct to video? I was going to uh, pick pin, and Dan just watched it like right before the category. Because <laughs> I know that I need to watch these puppet movies and yeah. log them so he can see that so it ruins his plans a preemptive strike yeah it just right. leaves us with a shittier pool of puppet movies so <laughs> fuck no but we can absolutely do a puppet category someday i mean yeah for sure all right well you know if you guys ever want to guess cron howard is is the puppet man i think you just bring all three of us on for the no, puppet episode. No, <laughs> I'm all right. Me and Bones are fine. We'll sit back and, and enjoy that episode in the okay, leisure well, of our I'm, car. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I would love to be on the show, guys. So you heard it here. Severin says, if you're not going to sell me a drink, I'll drink his. Uh, he slams this shot of the guy next to him and spits it in his face. I do this at every bar I go to. Uh, he pulls Caleb's into the guy's punch and says, hit him again. I'm trying to show the kids something. <laughs> the guy does, too. Doesn't he, like, hit him a couple more times? He's like, oh, yeah. shit, okay, yeah. yeah. He's into it. Uh, he grabs Caleb. He says, now hit him back. Caleb knocks this dude the fuck out. Did I do that? Jesse starts flirting with the waitress. You know your skin's as soft as a preacher's belly. What the fuck does that mean? Diamond. What does that mean? Yeah. You never touched your preacher's belly? No. You didn't get molested by your you weren't raised. Yeah, you weren't raised Catholic? What's wrong with you? You're not normal. Well, a You're preacher normal, would be a dude. Baptist uh, leader, right? They've been hey, not touched by not the Not all of us are, were as pretty when we were young. Yeah. Okay? Like, <laughs> gotta take that into account. Yeah. I blossomed I later in life. I don't know if that's what they were looking at. I was going to say, yeah, I don't think they want you blossomed yet. Yeah. I think they wanted your face forward, not looking at them. Shame on you, Catholic Church. Yeah. Diamondback pulls her butterfly knife. It's pretty good. Pretty good with this knife. And quickly slits the waitress's throat. They is fill a butter, the... Is a butterfly knife useful? Like, isn't it just a slower, like... The idea I, is you can open it with you one hand. One. I yeah, but you could, just, you could just have a knife that's open. I mean, you gotta I do a whole thing. The, uh, can't part of the in. idea of it is that it has that latch, so it, it's in your pocket, you're not cutting yourself. Mm -hmm. It looks fucking I think that's cool. that's, like, part of it, yeah. You don't need and a, also a sheath. Looks cool. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You don't need it's like theatric. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But in a, 
mean, when the shit really hits the fan, I don't know if you want to be out there performing for the crowd, you know? You're killing a waitress. <laughs> You're not fighting fucking gladiator style. Well, crime. you might be. I'm fucking, I'm taking on big dudes, man. <laughs> The silence that follows killing the waitress. Like, Bones, uh, you said at the end of the last episode that this, you know, oh, not very spooky picks with these movies, but this, that, when the waitress gets killed and the way everybody kind of just, like, watches, that is it, genuinely fucking scary, I think. It cuts to Homer, and he's yeah. just kind of, like, dancing. He's been on the table. Right. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but he has a a shirt with a guy's face on it. Do you guys know that's William S. Burroughs? Oh, shit. Like the poet? Speaking of Naked Lunch, yeah. Yeah, the beat writer. Or the uh, author, who, I guess. Yeah, who would have still been alive at this time. Yeah. So I just thought that was like, it's a really weird character thing to narrator have. Of, uh, narrator of the, the 70s release of Hexen, which we talked about on uh, Weekly Podcast Massacre. Check it out. I like that we go into this bar and it's just bikers who are automatically considered like hardcore, crazy ass fucking people from the get go. And then you enter this band of misfits who is just an Everest above the craziness that what you think these guys are like, we're going to outdo this a hundred percent. You guys ain't got shit on us. So well, I think that's bikers. a really cool element. And then there's a teenage farm kid or something. <laughs> yeah. Like super young. Who just yeah. like, like, you know, shakes in the corner while everything's he, going he, down. I mean, he ends up being pretty badass, though, with his exit from the bar. <laughs> we'll say. I mean, this kind of comes back to the trucker thing for me, though, is like, why this group? Why the group of shit kicker like bar regulars that are clearly at a bar at i don't know 5 20 a.m on a <laughs> weekday like you could be taking out the family from a uh, succession or so like you could be doing net good for the world but you're fucking preying on uh alcoholics essentially i i mean look they who knows how many like battered housewives they're saving by taking out these dudes, right? Well, that's that's a good point. Yeah. Well, and you bring up a big thing for me with in this movie, like when May says to him, like, "What do we?" Or when he asks, "What do we do now?" and he says, and she says, "You can do whatever you want," right? Like there is there's a glamour to a lot of vampire stories in that if you if you have the ability to live forever like the Highlander effect, you would be able to amass some wealth and intelligence, right? And th- this story is doing the opposite. These are the the nomadic fucking shit kickers in, within this mythology who can't get their shit yeah. together. So they, they have to run within this cycle, right? Because if they punched above or bit above, they would probably bring way too much heat, right? And And that was a big issue with my first viewing was like man these they're so fucking dumb uh but but this set piece in particular like this set piece it's an understatement to say like this is the movie right this is the best part of the movie uh i see i mean this and the hotel thing but like yeah 
those two I, set I think pieces this tops are... it this is like 10 minutes and but it's just it's a it's a slow constant build when me and greg were talking yesterday i was i was comparing it to you know kind of like inglorious bastards like there's that scene in the beginning and then there's the the scene in the bar with fastbender but like just that like continual waiting like you know bad things are happening uh because these guys are on a higher level of the food chain they can do whatever they want but they're also bad at time management so they they're not able <laughs> to amass this wealth like they need a project manager or you know someone to come in and be like look i've got a spreadsheet i've got a schedule for us like we're yeah. gonna get there you're just gonna have to like you know We'll get to the Give point where you're months. Dracula and sitting in a fucking castle, right? With like, all this like opulent shit around, but yeah. Um, trust, trust in the Excel. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. At this point, all the bar patrons are now are now aware that it's time to leave. We got Homer. He's dancing around, having a good time. The bartender is growing very uncomfortable at this point and pulls the shotgun. Severin grabs a biker, or grabs a biker and tells him he humped his mom and the biker starts choking him. Severin plays along with this uh, before he squeezes the biker's head till it, I think he breaks his neck. Steals uh, his sunglasses. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Takes his glasses. Like, this guy's wearing sunglasses in a bar at three thirty in the morning. Yeah, it's just the, I think Fever. The song Fever is playing under all this too. It is. Yeah, it's fucking cool. I think that's like when he starts biting him. I think that's when it kicks in. Right. Also, uh, Lantanery. They drain the waitress into a beer mug, which is yeah. fucking gross. Yeah. And he slams it on the table, and it just yeah. flies everywhere. He also has the great line. It's like, it was like, what do you people want? He's like, just a bit more of your time, approximately the same as the rest of your life. Yeah. Uh, as he grabs this biker's head, he feeds on him and he pops up. I hate them when they're not, when they ain't been shaved. And he feeds. This was ad libbed by Mr. Paxton. Uh, Caleb is a little freaked out as well. Severin pulls up after a long drink. It's finger looking good. Hey, Jess, that one smelled like a dead pole cat. Uh, the bartender blasts Caleb with a shotgun. <laughs> it's a kick, isn't it? Says Severin as he hops on the bar and goes after the bartender as he struggles to reload his shotgun. You having a little trouble with your hog leg there? Severin slices and dices the bartender with a spur. Diamondback and Homer go after another biker. Homer shoots him dead. May goes after the lone pool player and dances with him. Well, it's uh, he's the last one left. And Jesse, in like, again, great lighting, is just looking at him and then looking at Caleb and, and kind of nodding. And it may, may knows that he still needs help with the feeding. So she wipes you know the blood off of her mouth and i i I love her just you know slow walk up and she seems so much dirtier than any time we've ever seen her like it seems the most unattractive like we really seen the reality with that like you know caleb earlier i'm horny like she you know she's glowing 
almost like dancing, under that light. Dancing with this kid here is almost just as like sick as anything else like the other vamps have done, you know. Like admits all the carnage to be like, I'm gonna have this little weird romantic moment or whatever. I'm gonna comfort you before I yeah. kill you. Right. Well, it also shows she fits into this group. Because you yeah. kind of thought maybe she was an outsider. Yeah, I was gonna say she's far more effective when she's being darker than yeah. I, she, she, I don't know whether it's the performance or writing. Personally, I'm not buying. Like, I don't see what Caleb sees in her. There's a there's a dullness to her that I couldn't connect to. But in these moments, uh, I I think she's 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 good. She's good. Duh, she's Cron. fucking. She's good in the movie. <laughs> Cron, what were you saying? Idiot! God damn it! Oh, I was trying to figure out because uh, I rewatched this scene. If she was like kind of trying to like make Caleb jealous or like get him, you know, I don't know. Like I'm dancing with this other guy. Like, are you going to do anything about it? But I don't know if that was necessarily it either. So kinda I do like that interpretation, though. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. He's got to kill. He's failed all the way up to here. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Like just just another tactic. Like you haven't done it yet, so maybe this will work. You know, if I go be sweet. That's on this kind other of guy. what. That's exactly what Lance Hendrickson did with the waitress, right? Or he's like flirting with her, and mm-hmm. then Diamondback pulls her butterfly knife and uh, and cuts her. Which we haven't talked a lot about Diamondback, but Jeanette Goldstein's fucking great too. She's awesome. I like the dive weapon hair. when she gets blown yeah, off that fantastic. diving board. That's go ahead, Bones. Uh, I was gonna say I like and lethal weapon when she gets blown off that diving board. That's yeah, fucking funny. <laughs> that is her man. Yep. Yeah. Wow, she's great. Owner and proprietor of uh, Jeanette's bras for exclusively for big-breasted women. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm aware. Fucked up my Instagram yeah. I, feed. I have stood outside that the that property <laughs> i'm sure it casts Do you guys get a lot that of catalog shade. here at the store with, with just yeah. a trench coat <laughs> <laughs> yes we do get that catalog face prints against the glass yeah yeah <laughs> you gotta take it with a bathroom beer though that's how that works all right this guy he does not wouldn't, look like he's having wouldn't fun wouldn't that be great if like a a sex shop or like a fucking lingerie shop had like a little head cut out in one of their windows so you could kind of just <laughs> rest your head you just in like take a peek you know just a little <laughs> you'd probably say you wouldn't have to like wipe off the foggy windows and shit all the time you know all the all the face grease just let just let pervs <laughs> put their face through get a look you know well it's hey. actually very similar to the first movie we covered microwave massacre where at a construction mm, site yeah, there's yeah. You know the paneling, and it's open for boobs to come through. There's a boob window. Yeah, okay. right. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think you guys cover, have seen Microwave Massacre. Yeah, we gotta get a, a boob window here at the store, oh. dudes. I have it on VHS. Is that on the Plex, Cron? Yep, it's out there. All right. Could you get a Betamax copy? I don't know. I mean, if that Maybe, can yeah. get, I think that legitimately did get like a 4K Severin, Severin release. You know, if that can do it, chairman of the board, come on, it's a shoe in. <laughs> Give it 30 years. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. Caleb gets up and May says, he's for you. The dude runs and jumps through a window. Okay, <laughs> fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> Caleb follows him and the gang torches the bar. Caleb catches up with the guy, but lets him go because he begs for his life pretty much. And Caleb can't do it. The gang Homer's picks- just dancing on the bar. I love it. He's mm-hmm. having a good time. Little kid vampire, it's just so fun. <sighs> so sad. The gang picks up <laughs> Caleb, and they're pissed at him because they let this dude go. Jess says, this is the last time you fucked up. The gang prepares the vehicle for sunup, which is spray paint and aluminum foil. Uh, they know that the kid that Caleb let go is going to head to the law. Jesse's not happy, but the sun's coming up, so they'll have to deal with it later. They get on the move. They make their way to a small motel. Jesse deals with the motel guy. Uh, he kind of tries to chit-chat with him. But as he does this, we can see the sun kind of coming into the window towards the key, which is Great shot. pretty cool. I like uh, the when he's having to yell to the guy, like, I want to rent one of your cabanas. He has to your say bungalow, it like, sir. Bungalow, bungalow, yeah. One of your bungalows. He has to say it like three times. And it's sort of that Mitch Hedberg bit where you're, you know, where you get frustrated because you're having to yell some bullshit thing three or four times because the person <laughs> didn't hear you. You know, I can't. How many times I've had to yell at my wife, like, did you order laundry fragrance, like scent boosters six times from the basement because she didn't hear me? It's like, uh, who gives a fuck? Damn, Brewster's millions over here. You, you, you gotta laundry. You gotta boost your laundry, dude. You gotta. Shit. I just do well, it with white vinegar. <laughs> God's got, way. Well, all the fucking biodegradable like laundry pods that we have to use to reduce our plastic intake, they're they clean, but they don't freshen, you know? So you got to get those those booster pellets. That's what fucking Big Laundry tells you, dude. You're just you're just part of the machine, dude. No, this is what I what want. Stop I, washing your clothes. When I get into my Brooks linen, <laughs> I want them to smell appropriately. The gang is sleeping in the motel when there's a knock at the door. It's the motherfucking police. Uh, the guys, the guy, the guy that got away from the bar, did indeed go to the law, and he's sitting in the back of the cop car. Severn opens the curtains, uh, gets a little burnt because of the sun. Homer freaks out because it's daylight. Uh, the gang arms up and they get ready to fight. The police keep knocking, but Severn finally blasts a shotgun through the door, hits a cop. But daylight comes blaring through and starts burning Severn. I really like that bit. I think that, yeah, I think that's like my favorite part of the movie, to be honest. He's got a good line, too, here, right? It's not Bullseye. That's later. It's, uh. Like, it's clever. It's it. There's something. It's like, it's something that wouldn't be in Chairman of the Board, but it's like, (laughs) it's there. How many vampire movies feature gunfights? First of all, this is just feels so fucking John like, Carpenter's vampire. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, does it? Uh, I haven't. See, that's that's a JC I haven't seen. So 
Dusk Till Dawn. It's the oh, best. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but the vampires aren't shooting back in From Dusk Till Dawn, right? Do they have guns uh, too? Well, that one guy's got that. One has a dick gun. <laughs> little dick <laughs> gun. Yeah, he does become a vampire. Hey, so okay, yeah, fair Kron, enough. Kron, it is not little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that's little, I'm in trouble. Uh. Small caliber, maybe, <laughs> but I don't think he's shooting blanks. Is it? Is that Ron? Is it Ron Jeremy who plays it? Or no? It's Tom, 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 Tom Savini. Tom, 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 okay. Tom Savini. Same Sex guy. Machine? Yeah, they look pretty close. Yeah. Same <laughs> guy. Savini will play in Ron, Ron Jeremy. Jeremy. The movie. Yeah. Ron Jeremy yeah. can suck his own crotch gun. <laughs> what have you been watching? Yeah, what Ron Tom Jeremy Savini. is that? <laughs> It's a deep cut. It was yeah. worth it. I'll take it. <laughs> Tom Savini, though, underrated actor. If you guys have seen Knight Riders. Fucking Knight Riders is so fucking good, man. He's yeah. great in Maniac. Yeah, he is. Awesome. Disco, ki- Disco Kid or something, whatever, right? Yeah. Wasn't Knight Riders a movie that got taken off? But no, maybe not. I think Bones just watched it and really liked it. I remember him yeah. telling us about it. Yeah, I think, I think I Bones talk- and I, Bones and I watch it together. I think, yeah. I think yeah. I went on to watch it and it was already gone. I think I was like, "Fuck." All right, uh, the shootout starts. All these bullet holes are coming through the ho- our motel walls, which are causing the gang to kind of start on fire because the sunlight's coming through. Uh, the shootout continues. The gang decides that they uh, need to get the get to the van to get the fuck out of here. So they send Caleb, the new guy. He goes through a window with a blanket. Of course, the police see this and they start pumping him full of bullets. And Caleb gets burned up pretty good, but he manages to make it to the van and his blanket goes up in the flames. Can you imagine being the stunt guy where they're like, okay, you're going to be on fire. I need you to get in the van and then close the door. There, there is some of that and great. We'll put you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's some of that great thing I love in movies where you can you can see the stuntman is like the like the protective fire suit because an actor gains like they get all puffy and like gain forty pounds and like suddenly look a lot thicker, you know? Because uh, they got to do this fire stunt. I, I I love being able to see that. But better that than the fire effects that we get at the end of the movie yeah i would rather totally right it's hard to do that with a child like Mm -hmm. i've tried and they've (laughs) never looked yeah it doesn't look been a couple of years behind bars this kid's Mm -hmm. talking about being a big man in a small kid's body he can he can be lit on fire too (laughs) do you know what it's like to hear about it every night though that's the problem i do love the 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 slow motion Anytime anyone's like running on fire in this movie, you know, they get slowed way down. It's like that, uh, that, that Spike Jones music video. I can't remember what, what song it is now, but. Oh, the oh, one that's right. just like a, a one take of literally just a like guy running on fire. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, the movie's only 94 minutes. You got to pad it somewhere. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, there's only 10 really good minutes, and everything mm-hmm. else is pretty good mm-hmm. or okay. Yeah. I mean, I think the, you know, if you let them look at the dailies, though, the fire guy is going to be like, oh, you got to slow that down. That looks good as hell. 
Give me a few more frames, man. Come on. <laughs> well, the the stunt rule is you use the take that I got hurt on. And I'm sure if they're like, if if I was on fire for 30 seconds, there better be 30 fucking seconds feature. Like, you know, right? Like, so, and obviously they can't include when the fucking assistant AD is like lighting the fucking Bic to actually light him on fire. So in order to meet that rule, you probably have to slow it down. The math makes sense. Move on. <laughs> It's in their contracts. Yeah. It got dealt with here, and we're going to see more. Slow motion fire. All right, our shootout continues. Caleb drives the van straight through the fucking motel and rescues the gang. Uh, They speed away as the cops fire upon them. The gang all cheer, and they... How did they get away, though? The The cops have cars, too. They just drive away. That was my yeah. biggest. Like, you didn't have another guy on the highway, like, waiting. They just, you know they just respect mean? how fucking cool that was, you know? Like, ah, they fucking earned it, man. That was drove some, it through that a motel, balls. yeah. Yeah. They're I also right. love that they have... Excuse me, a they, bungalow. Right. Yeah, a bungalow. Sorry, Sorry. yeah. <laughs> I love that they have the, the kid from the bar, like, took a ride along to, like, see this, yeah. too. You know, I thought that was good. Yeah. He paid He's the got extra 14 for the bungalow. <laughs> <laughs> well, he slaps $200 on there. Yeah. All right, the gang all cheer. They dap each other up. Uh, Caleb is a hero. The gang steals another car, checks into a new motel later that night. Severin is so impressed with Caleb that he gives him one of his spurs, and the gang seem to finally be accepting him. Homer is even coming around. Caleb asks how old uh, Jesse is. He says that he fought for the South and we lost. Did, uh, May one- did anybody else, given the the hardware that Jesse was carrying, did you at first think like they were implying that he was a very particular famous Jesse? At oh, first? no, I didn't even think about that. Wow. Okay. Like Jesse James. Yeah. Oh. Well, why would he deny that? Like, why would you change names? Yeah. No, he was killed by the coward Robert Ford. Right. Uh, the, right. Well, and the charges are still out there. You could get, they could bring you in on. Yeah. I mean, I, we've seen good looking guy like that. Vampires can get shot. We don't know. You know, they might have buried him. He could have. Crawled his way back out. Casey Affleck's full of shit, man. Yeah. Changed his name to Hooker, because that's his Mm -hmm. favorite thing. Yeah. Oldest profession, man. Pay respects. That's why why when I, you know, fake my death and come back, it's going to be Michael Cocaine. Yeah. (laughs) Michael Cocaine. All right, May wants to go out with Caleb to look at the night outside. Caleb uh, straps on his new spur and asks May if she ever misses the sun. She tells tells a story about how she became a vampire, which is because of Homer. Uh, The gang plays some cards to pass the time. Caleb's response is just, oh, that, that little weasel. Yeah. Yeah, that bad. That bad. Fucking entrap you and 
turned you into the living dead. While you're still in high school, so she's yeah. underage still. Yeah. Homer folds and heads outside to see a girl getting a soda. Homer introduces, Homer introduces himself and asks if she wants to watch some TV. Homer brings well, the did you see the soda was 60 cents? That's fucking annoying. You gotta have a dime in your pocket. I mean, come on. They give you change. No, you put in two no, quarters, I... you get you get some back. But so again, 60 cents, it's gonna ask you for 10 more cents. And then you got 15 I mean, even if it gives you change, you got 15 cents in your pocket. What the fuck are you gonna do with 15 cents? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta buy another Coke at that point. (laughs) That's the whole point. But she's buying a Coke at, what, it's (laughs) 4.17am? And she says, look, I do what I want to do when I want to do it. Strong, powerful woman. Yeah, and that's not even having to be a vampire. She's got this freedom, yeah. What does she say to him at first? Like, it's rude to stare or something. Like, (laughs) she's... Fucking brash. Homer's in fucking love right now, dudes. <laughs> Even though he's 68. Don't uh, think about it. Don't Homer think about it. Homer brings a girl mm-hmm. back to the motel room and introduces her to the gang. Wow, you people sure do stay up late. We keep odd hours, Severin says. Awesome. Is Come that on. a gif? It should be a gif. It's yeah. a shirt. I know it's a shirt. We keep odd hours. That should Dan's, be the tagline. Dan, stand up. Show everybody your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's you, Kron. <laughs> That's you. Um, Diamondback asks the girl what room she's in. Severed heads that way. Just then the door opens and the girl runs into Caleb. It's Sarah, Caleb's little sister, dudes. <sighs> what? Seven I knew that the rich- whole time, dude. I do I do like the moment when Diamondback is kind of like talking to to Homer like she's his mom, you know? And he kind of was like getting he's getting really annoyed at it cuz you kind of get the sense like they're just putting the show on for for the girl, right? Like Yeah. He's well, I maybe think she's doing this. as old as her. The mother of the group and she's concerned right. and you know, she but wants to treat, keep this family but together. They don't treat Homer like a kid before this, you know? Like it's kind of interesting that like the, he seems annoyed and like I think to to the girl what is her name again uh, Sarah. Sarah 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 to Sarah it's gonna feel like oh it's his mom chewing him out but Homer's just like what the fuck are you doing like we're probably the same age you know and like you're trying to like boss me around like you are my actual mom I will say it's a weird transition here at the end to me yeah. for Homer because he seems kind of. Kind of on Severin's level, almost, until up to this point. Well, once he sees somebody he can, like, make to be like him, I think he kind of, like, you know, reverts a little bit. Part of it, he's never, he hasn't seen a child in, like, 20 years. Right. Because they're always in bed at this time. And you get the sense too. I think, I think. I think. Also, go back to this like whole jealousy thing. Like he's fucking jealous that May's with a. Uh, is with uh, Caleb. Caleb now, you know, because well, he, he turned her. Much. Yeah, yeah. This I think makes he us turned... even Stevens. Right, he turned May yeah. because he wanted a shot at you know 
Yeah. Oh, when I was in middle school, you better believe I was taking shots with high school chicks, man. <laughs> high school chick, yeah. Hell yeah. They delivered pizza. I got I got pretty fucking close with one of my buddy's <laughs> older sisters, man. She would come over and jump on my trampoline. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Is that what you called it? Yeah, because it's it was a literal trampoline. Trampolines My junk are, just uh, fucking you know. flopping. Yep. I wouldn't wear boxers. I knew what to do. Buy one. I have one now. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. weird. Yeah, she was a gymnast. There's been some two o'clock. Her, like, I'm not going to spill my beer. Yeah, Watch her, me do this backflip. Her name just flashed into my head, and I got fucking <laughs> 10 degrees hotter. Holy shit. Yeah, dude, you lit up, dude. Say say Sever- it right now. Say the full no, name. No, 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 no. Severin returns with Caleb's dad, Loy. His dad says uh, he's been trying to find him. Caleb tells Jess to let them go because this is his family, guys. Come on. Well, he says, yeah, it's my family. And just is like, so? <laughs> I don't care. We're your family now. Seems like you could just let them go and avoid like a lot of problems. Yeah, I mean, we're they've seen their faces. Now. They nope. know too we've much. only been we've only known each other for three days, and for ninety five percent of it, we were just talking about how much we want to kill you. But we're your family now. Yeah, they've been tracking us. That's another part of it. Yeah. We can't. We just can't have people knowing we're out there. Mm-hmm. Did driving our van into our bungalow mean nothing to you, Caleb? <laughs> <laughs> Caleb does say he's with the gang now, and he's staying with them. Homer jumps in, grabs Sarah, and says that she's his, and he wants to turn her. Caleb says, I will hurt you if you try to do that. Severin and Diamondback jump in and grab Caleb. Jess says they know our faces, and we have to kill them. Caleb pops up. Our Caleb pops in, pulls a gun, and shoots Jess. Or, no, Caleb's dad pulls a gun and shoots at Jess. Hooker catches, or uh, coughs up a bullet and puts it in his, uh, Lloyd's pocket there. It's pretty, pretty badass. I, I, I don't know. I think that's a step too far for this movie. That's like oh. some Looney Tunes bullshit. <laughs> no, so it's, it's like just he shot right. him and it went, like, right into his, like, esophagus and stopped there so he could, like, cough it up, you know? Yeah. But it, like, yeah. puts it in his pocket before like oh i'm gonna rip your hand off and kill you yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna have like, fun with you you might as well have to like you know taken a drink of water and had it like shoot out the bullet hole too though you know is it the Sarah- mask where he gets shot the one dude gets shot in the chest and then he like like blows him out <laughs> his mouth when puts a cigarette in it and oh yeah blows a smoke in, yeah i'm thinking it's like when zed from pulp fiction gets the mask doesn't he like fucking take a bunch of bullets shoot them out <laughs> i'm i'm with you yeah. greg i think it it would have been like almost more hardcore if he just dug out the bullet from his chest and gave it back yeah. to him you know it, that would be cool it didn't need to yeah. be the spit out but hey it's a low budget movie it's far cheaper to just have Lance Hendrickson spit out a piece of brass than. <laughs> I don't know. They set off some, you know, some dynamite later. There's a lot of fire effects. I think twenty percent of I the know. budget went to blowing up that tanker, dude. 
Sarah just blocking Brick. off that street. Yeah. Cost money. Sarah breaks away from Homer here and runs through the door, letting in a ton of sunlight. The gang move quick to cover up, and Caleb escapes through the door as well and jumps into his father's truck. Caleb explains that he is sick and not human anymore. His pop ex- or his pops questions the gang and says these people ain't right. <laughs> Caleb says, uh, or his pops wants to take him to a hospital. He's like, that won't help, and shows how his skin burns in the light. Caleb looks around and asks if his uh, dad has ever transfused anybody. We get a quick cut to Caleb's dad doing a blood transfusion on Caleb. Uh, he nurses Caleb through the long process. Caleb sleeps. His pops cries. Uh, the next morning, Sarah opens the barn door and the light comes in, but it does not burn Caleb. He's fixed. Uh, he plays in a cornfield with Sarah. Uh, Shirtless. They some, yeah. They have some family dinner together. Uh, Sarah heads to bed. They hear some strange noises. Caleb goes to check it out. It's May on the swing. That dinner feast would have fed 12 fucking people, man. They made a lot of food. It's a Midwest dinner, baby. God damn. Yeah. Also, Caleb hasn't eaten real food in like a week. You know? That's a good point. Yeah. He needs some of that corn, baby. He's like, I'm cured, dad. I'm shitting pure corn. <laughs> well, at first he'd be shitting just blood. Well, blood, right? I mean, yeah. Do vampires shit? Like, what is the digestion of the blood? Does it just seep out of your stomach into your system? Like, what is... Yeah, I don't what... think they pee either. Right. Damn. Or or you just pee. It's either one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> We're watching different vampire movies. <laughs> Stuff I got full of piss. <laughs> is it all Russian? Some of it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's not rushing through it. He's taking his time. <laughs> I'm savoring. His time. Edging, dude. That's why they couldn't release the Trump piss tape, is that the, 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 the ladies in it were vampires. They didn't show up on film, so. Goddamn. Mm-hmm. As soon yeah. as they released that five, Dave Reynolds is covering <laughs> that goddamn movie. So quick. It's a five-star banger. Uh, Caleb is timid to touch May, but he hugs and he kisses her. We could do the Mando. piss tape, Home Alone 2, and Little Rascals. <laughs> I think we would probably get a cease and desist on that one, which would be awesome. Hang it on the we walls. could use the press. We could use the press. Would you have him in the press. store? Like, oh, Could yeah. he do a political event here? Oh, yeah. We'd let him talk. We'd laugh the whole time, though. Just a wall <laughs> of home, home Alone 2 behind him. We play fun sound effects over his speech. Kron's got some gold spray paint. He could fucking paint the toilet so he feels right at home. Gold. No, that's for us huffing later. All right? Don't try to We're you not, know, take that away from you. You're us. not wasting There's good a, paint on it, Trump's it's ass. It's a little for me, a little for him kind of day, you know? With the spray paint. Yeah. We'll get Mando one of those is... little boy uh, garden fountains that's like peeing, so he feels right at home. 
<laughs> just put that up Is on the, the counter. Boy? Yeah, a little boy peeing. But we'll put we'll we'll put like, like a, a little, we'll put a wig on it though, so it looks like a it kind of <laughs> looks like a Russian chick. Yeah, yeah. A Russian vape. No, it looks like him. That's okay. what he wants. We'll do or the Ivanka. We'll do the Ivankas like in a Clockwork Orange, so he can get like a drink from her titty. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, May notices that Caleb is warm. I belong here, May. May says, you need to make a choice. Caleb says nothing. May takes silence as a yes and runs into the darkness. The thunder rolls in as Caleb notices Sarah is missing from her room. He heads out to find her with his horse. Uh, we see a tumbleweed go by. They That's how you know out. it's a Western. They were setting out yeah. to make a Western, I will say that. And she my got... doubts until that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And also, Dan, you, you're you're picking up the pace here on the plot, but there is only eight minutes left in the runtime of this movie. <laughs> yeah. The fucking third act of this thing is slim. <laughs> Yeah, it moves. Yeah, it's not a problem though. I mean, after the bar, I feel like they, you know, they they kind of know the bar, and then the hotel shootout. They can't top it, so they're just like, we're just gonna fucking wrap it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, fucking. Yeah. You take yeah, it what? from Maroon Five, it moves like Jagger. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> but Jagger in eighty-seven. Yeah, I make Jagger in. Dude, I'm, yeah. 2022 was still moving that way. I, I saw him the same year. He was fucking I was like, all over the stage. Yeah. Whatever they gave that shot to that guy was, I want it. Yeah. Yeah. He threw his jacket, hit a person in the crowd, went back while singing the song and said, I'm sorry, while continuing to sing the song and running back the other way. I was like... The dude's within like, like a, years old. Within like a year and a half, I saw both him and Steven Tyler perform uh, live. And in both cases, I'm like, yeah, I fucking like these guys are never going to die. They're immortal. But like the level of need, energy. Do we need yeah. to get Aerosmith tickets, dude? <laughs> yeah, it was a great show. It was a fucking it, awesome show. It, he's going to end up canceling. I don't think I don't think they're going to because I just got another email today. From fucking Ticketmaster, or I actually, so. I think it was Spotify. The Spotify recommendation because they're coming through. But I think I don't think he'll because he's in rehab or like rehabilitation right now. So there was a there was a moment in the show where he like went into the crowd for a second and like was like you know still singing a song and on the big screen was like you know posing with girls in the crowd and like each woman he touched like they looked at they were gonna fucking faint. Just and I was like I get it. Like, it made sense to me in that moment, you know? I was like, yeah. Greg's like, I don't want to lose a thing. (laughs) Well, on the other hand, I saw Bob Dylan last year, and uh, he could barely stand up a whole song, so. (laughs) And he'd still fuck him, yeah. Oh, oh, totally. I seen Springsteen this year, and I was like, god damn, Three hours later, I was like, I could barely podcast for two. (laughs) <laughs> Me and Springsteen have the same birthday. Oh shit! Mm. Did uh, 
Can you get can you give us any of your writing, Murph? <laughs> Let me hear. It. I don't think it'll work like that. Like I I feel like if I I met him, I'm like, hey, we have the same birthday, and then we're automatically best friends. Like, yeah, come and have some coffee. <laughs> You're in the E Street now. <laughs> what do you play? Triangle. You're in. <laughs> yeah. Kazoo. Well, we already got one, but we'll we'll find something. Kazoo two. Yeah, it rhymes. Come on. Uh, Caleb trots through town. His horse gets spooked. Guess who's playing second kazoo in a band, Mom? <laughs> Springsteen, bitch! Finally did something with my life. Uh, His horse gets spooked here and tosses him. Severin comes up and tosses him across the street. Severin says, you have to pay. A big rig starts speeding towards Caleb. Uh, He jumps up to chat with the driver. Severin pulls a gun and shoots the driver right between the eyes. Caleb jumps in the big rig and what speeds a, towards Severin. What a futile moment. He jumps up there and he's like, hey, that guy's about to shoot you in the face. Instantly <laughs> 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 gets shot in the head. Get off my truck right now. Yeah. I just watched this thing, dude. Uh, he, Caleb smashes his Peterbilt into Severin, but Severin crimes onto the hood of the big rig and he's pretty fucked up guys looks pretty fun. great effect it's so beautiful hey caleb fashion your fucking seat belt severin starts ripping into the engine and starts pulling wires from this big rig caleb remembers his lesson from the from the big rig driver the remember Cajun your training caleb the, the and, force ghost of the cajun driver yeah. fucking whispers in his ear yeah <laughs> So he jacks knives or jackknifes the big rig before Severin can get to him, causing it to blow up and finishes off Severin. As Caleb turns around from the flames, there stands Jess. It's time to pay the fiddler. Caleb demands his sister back. This ain't got nothing to do with my sister. Give her back. You know, Sean Bean is like notorious for being the guy that gets killed in every movie, right? Yeah. But Paxton just gets like he's got way more memorable deaths. Yeah. Like does he get killed by the Terminator in the first one? Or does he just take his clothes? It's it's hazy. I think he gets like punched away. Yeah. Um we did cover the only directed Bill Paxton movie on our podcast. Right. Frailty, Frailty. which is uh only demons should fear me. You're not a demon, are you? Yep. Classic trailer line. <laughs> but did you guys cover the vagrant? No, not yet. We have. <laughs> You're welcome, guys. It's about to say it's gonna start a little competition. Oh, Who no, can do the most Bill Paxton in a year? There Bones and Crown are still upset with me about that one, so the what have, what have been there's been a couple crossover movies right we both covered i think i'm trying to think now prince of darkness prince of darkness, prince of darkness. yeah um oh, fuck 
I mean, it's inevitable. I had one. You guys have to come up with something, yeah. okay? <laughs> Demon Knight. No. No, no we haven't yet. done that. Fuck. I'm sure we both talked about the thing. No, not yet. No, we haven't uh, done that. Wow. Yeah, we're still we the only Christine. three white guys to ever talk about the thing. No, not yet. We haven't done Christine. Uh, Dollman versus. <laughs> <laughs> We've both done Dollman stuff. <laughs> You've done uh, demonic toy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the crossover there. Yeah. That's it, really? Oh, That's the witch. The witch. You the guys are the witch. The Vavitch, yes. Yeah. The Vavitch, right. Which we did for September as well. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Yeah. Hail Satan. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Good night. May says, uh, let him back in. Jess says it's too late for that. Homer has his sister in the backseat of the car. Uh, and she hits Homer and she's able to run out. Diamondback uh, throws a knife at Caleb, but he moves out of the way. And Jess catches it in his teeth. Caleb runs and Jess starts shooting. They get in the car and they chase, they chase after them. May is hesitant. Caleb trips in a cornfield and tells Sarah to run. Just as the gang pulls up and grabs Sarah again, the sun is on the rise. Okay, Greg, I wanted to ask you about something because... Yeah. We've we've had a conversation about a similar movie that has this kind of thing. And I want to know, do you like it in this movie? Because it is basically what happens in Avatar 2, The Way of Water... We have Tolkien, different people of the Sully clan being kidnapped, and then they Multiple get away, right. and then they're kidnapped almost um, automatically again. Yeah, my, my problem with the Avatar 2 thing is calling attention to it in like a cutesy moment, you know? Oh, like, I, that's what I love. How repetitive it is. I I, uh, I know I'm not alone in my like Oppenheimer indifference on this podcast at the very least, but I might be alone in my Avatar 2 dislike. So. Couldn't no, bring myself is... to watch it, so <laughs> I don't know if you <laughs> the are. first 10 minutes, yeah. I think Bones watched it. I did. I really enjoyed I liked it more than the first one, but yeah. I, I was also, I also learned immediately afterwards that uh, I was exposed to COVID and was feeling symptoms during the movie i was wondering why do i feel like shit and i would maybe ascribed a lot of it to the movie when it could have been covid symptoms so you know I, five <laughs> times in theaters it's amazing five star banger i wish i would have had covid during oppenheimer because <laughs> then i would have feel like i have a reason that people would understand why i i don't love it yeah all right, the gang tries to cover the windows, but time is running out. May sees that Homer is trying to bite Sarah, and May grabs her and jumps out the back of the window of the car. Homer jumps out after them and starts running, but immediately starts to burn up. He burns to death. Caleb covers up May. Jess and uh, Diamondback drive towards Caleb and May. Props to the movie up. for for showing as much as they do of Homer burning. Yeah. Like, it doesn't look great, but it's still fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
the early thing with his face blackened and like smoke coming up like i i kind of like that but when they go into the whole fire thing and it's composited or something like that it's just too rough i i will still take this over cg fire we Mm -hmm. saw a lot of that recently when we talked about uh what was it um mother of tears right there's a lot of cg fire in that yeah that's that to me is a bigger uh disappointment i think but nothing beats like real fire yeah yeah nothing beats chicago fire fridays nbc (laughs) (laughs) be there be square Jess and Diamondback, they drive towards Caleb and May. Caleb and May, as they burn up, but the car gives in to all the flames and explodes. Uh, We cut to Caleb. He opens up a barn door on May, and the light hits her, but she does not burn. She asks what's happening. She says she's afraid. Don't be. It's just the sun. They hold each other. End credits. Near dark. 1987, directed by Catherine Bigelow. Just What's a sun. freeze you can, frame? You can, uh, you can get right? me some. You can get melanoma now, just like the rest of us. Well, it's like, hey, this thing you've been living with for 536 years is easily <laughs> curable. <laughs> Idiot! You didn't think of this. My <laughs> farmer dad figured it out in a day. <laughs> He's a vet. Gentlemen, I, also, I meant to, when you talked about Homer exploding, I meant to say dough, by the way, but I had to slip my Gentlemen, upon further research, Near Dark from 1987, directed by Catherine Bigelow, had an estimated budget of $5 million. It was a re- limited release October 2nd of 1987 here in the United States and pulled in a box office of just over $3 million. The company that did put it out went bankrupt after this movie. It was their last one. At the time of its release, you could also catch Like Father, Like Son that week. I love that movie. Yeah. That's the one with Kirk Cameron and um, what's the Arthur guy, uh, Dudley Moore? Yeah. Right. That is true. I meant to bring up uh, Kirk Cameron earlier when we talk about Christian movies, but I met Kirk Cameron once. (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, When I worked at a movie theater, I was a manager, like an assistant manager. Your tummy's pretty soft. (laughs) 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 Um, But uh, the theater I worked at, uh, it's in Thousand Oaks, California. A lot of celebrities like have like secret homes out there. You know, it's just outside of LA, so it's like they're they're close enough, but they're not like in LA proper, you know. The birds. They're outside yeah. of right, exactly. Um so he he lives out there and the theater I worked at, we often showed a lot we showed a lot of Christian movies. Um it's right by Simi Valley, which is the highest concentration of retired cops in the country. Very conservative area. Ton of, like, can, you know, we showed, like, Hillary's America and weird shit like that all the time. Like, we had a premiere to that stuff at the theater I worked at. So we were doing a premiere for a Kirk Cameron Christmas movie. And he shows up to the theater to, like, kind of, like, talk to my my boss about the logistics of it. And he walks in instantly recognizable as him he's wearing his fucking like sweater and shit you know 
And uh, he comes up to me and he's like, hey, can I talk to the general manager? You know, I'm, I'm looking for William. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. So I get my radio out and I'm like, hey, you know, William to the front. And William says, copy, I'm on my way. And he, we kind of just stand there awkwardly for a second. And then he points at himself and goes, I'm Kirk Cameron. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know. And he looks so fucking bummed out that I didn't have like a big reaction or anything like that. <laughs> I was just kind of like, yeah, or yeah, cool, man. <laughs> All right. And he looked so fucking upset until the manager came down and like took him away to the meeting room. But uh, yeah, that was my interaction with them. You're too young for growing pains, though. Like, that was... <laughs> I mean, I knew it. I still knew him on site. Like, the moment he came to the door, so I was like, oh, shit, Kurt Cameron, okay. You know, like, it was still immediate, yeah. I think you had the best reaction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know what I was supposed to do with that info. I'm like, okay, yeah, cool, man. <laughs> it's, I, I get it. Yeah, dude, you fucking dunked on Cameron. <laughs> but it, had it uh, been his, like, Australian buddy, you would have freaked your shit, though, right? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. What would have fucking fallen all over him? Yeah. Yeah. That guy's just walking around handing out bananas and shit. <laughs> Do you think Carrot Top does that? Like, he's like, hey, I gotta meet someone, by the way. Yeah. I think they know. Yeah, if Carrot Top has to tell anyone he's Carrot Top, then <laughs> something's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Needs to rethink the branding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> October was a pretty shitty month for uh, this release time, but uh, Prince of Darkness did open later that month oh, on wow. the 23rd of October. Uh, as we discussed, they used many cast members from Aliens because she was with James Cameron at the time. Um, Lance prepared his role by picking up hitchhikers, driving along the, the same places they were going to film. Uh, I think he did pick up a guy one night who got freaked out. He had the fingernails on and the the hair extensions and all that in, and he paid him like eighty bucks because he was like, "I'm did, just, I'm just fucking with you, dude." Did we even mention the rat tails? Yeah, he didn't. I, I, I think I brought it up for a second. Okay. Yeah, but but this guy was freaked out by fingernails. Yeah, they looked a little weird, I guess. <laughs> um, Johnny Depp and uh, DB Sweeney were offered. Uh, I did audition for Caleb, but they decided to go cheap. They shot for 47 days. 40 of those were all at night. So, and like I said, I think we pretty much hit on everything else. Did Unless you guys got anything? I, I feel like I read that they offered Michael Bean something as well. And I can't remember if it was Jesse or Severin, but it... I don't know. He didn't like the script or something, and I don't think that would have yeah. worked for him as either of them. I think I did read that. Yeah, he didn't. Maybe like the, for the Caleb, but not. I don't. Yeah, I. I'm not a big fan of him, anyways. I think he's serviceable in Aliens, but yeah, yeah. I don't right. think he's that great. I like him in Terminator. I like him in the first Terminator. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think for a few days there they tried to be like, oh, these are like background scenes for Aliens. Like this is all one movie. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're not going to pay you anymore for, for these. Try to, try to get Fox to actually pay for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, well, Dan had to run to the little boy's room. And at this point, he would ask you guys final thoughts before we go into uh, our Rate My Letterbox. What we could do is 
we could do final thoughts or we could just play amongst ourselves since the points don't matter for our us four and just go ahead and give uh, our rate my letterbox scores just for fun. Karan, you want to start us off? Rate my box. All right, Bones. I'm going to go with a 3.5. Murph. I think I'm going to go 4.5. And Greg. I think I'm going to go with 4. Oh, and by the way, we use zeros or 0.5. None of those weird point. Six seven threes you guys use over on weekly podcast. Hey, I don't really know where that came from. Yeah, and just uh, yeah. Uh, do you guys write out of stars because we actually don't have never heard of that kind of system before? Right, that's that's so that's new to us. We, yeah, we need to decide what we're rating it out of. Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, I mean, we talked about it. We theorized vampire shit blood turds. We could rate it out of blood turds. Well. We didn't mention it, but I did share a picture of Jesse with the goggles and a nose guard. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we recently have covered we a did. movie and rated out of Angel nose guards. Yeah. We, hey, came out uh, the same year, 87. Yeah. yeah. Or same year, and the episode came out the day of this recording, right? Our episode about Angel Heart. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. My pitch was going to be we could rate it out of feet of aluminum foil. <laughs> that's good i like that. i like that yeah mm-hmm. all right so just to recap cron you're giving me 3.5 feet of aluminum foil that's correct you Tomorrow gave 4.5 and greg 4.0 feet of okay. aluminum foil okay greg would you like to go buddy sure uh bones 3.5 cron I also threw 3.5 Murph 4. Floor is yours, Murph. Uh, uh, I think I'm going to go for Greg 3.5, Kron 3, and Bones. See, this is where a 3.75 would be really nice, but I think <laughs> I think 3.5 feet of aluminum foil cron 3.0 greg 4.0 murph 4.0 dan's back Dan. holy Dan, shit yes everybody holy shit oh i got bones at a 3.0 I got Kron at a 3.0. I got Murph at a 4. I got Greg at a 4. All right, I think I guessed first. I will reveal my answer first. Guys, I think ultimately I would be a 3.0 on Near Dark. Um... I mean, I do think it's got a lot going for it. The stuff that I really like this time around, of course, the Tangerine Dream score and Tim Thomerson doing some kind of, you know, off the beaten path work that really let him shine. Um, But I don't know. I mean, you want to be like a hip, cool vampire movie. You don't want to have stakes. You don't want to say the word vampire. Just once you could have had one of these guys look directly in camera 
and give us a good blah. Like, I don't know why they missed a golden opportunity. Um, in all actuality, like, I think this movie is okay. I think this is right before Catherine Bigelow, like, really locked in. Uh, I love Blue Steel and Point Break. So it's always cool to revisit this one as, like, the movie I feel like right before she really had all the pieces falling into place. Um, but yeah, to me, it's just kind of, I mean, it's a good movie, but it just doesn't blow me away by any means. Um, the vampires are cool, but I don't know. We've all seen life force. There's cooler vampires out there. Hmm. 3.0. Yeah. Greg. Um, yeah, I, I'm a little little surprised. Everyone kind of undervalued my love of this movie, but I'm going 4.5 wow. feet of aluminum foil. I think this watch really did like sit with me really, really well. And there's just been honestly, there's two moments of this movie that really just elevated it beyond other things for me. One is that shot of the sheriff or whatever the police officer in like the hazy cigarette smoke with the slit, you know, the, the slats of the blinds behind him. There's no reason that shot has to look as good as it does, but it looks so fucking good. Um, and it's like one of like maybe a dozen like perfect shots in this movie. Um, so I think it's a really gorgeously made film. The other movie, the other, the other moment in the movie is the silence that falls after they kill that waitress. Cause that to me is like, a moment of pure horror that I think the movie really fucking nails just this sort of like weird surrealness that comes over that, that bar where all the patrons just kind of really are stunned by what they just saw and do not know how to react. And I think that feeling kind of like passes on to the audience. And I think that those two moments are just so fucking perfect that like, to me, this movie just, stood out to me as something really special uh it's got its problems when you think about the logistics of how these vampires work uh, with the time management and the easily curable vampirism like it does get a little kind of like head scratchy at times um but i i'm also just i think as years goes on i'm, I'm becoming something much i'm much more of a romantic and the 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 love story also just got got to me this time too vampire love stories like i don't know why but they just have a special place in my heart so like i think i'm going 4.5 this one just stood out to me as like something really interesting and unique and special this time florida murph i i really agree with greg i think the last this last viewing i've seen it four times since i bought the blu-ray um and i've watched the the bar scene like i think two more times um but the love story is what really stood out what out to me on the last viewing and that it it is very much a romance movie so i get why they did that blu-ray cover um but those problems with it are too egregious for me to give it as high a score as greg um, I'm going four feet of aluminum foil. I think there's so many good moments in this movie, and it does have basically ten perfect minutes, but it doesn't really stick the landing. 
um, the transfusion thing is it's just a little too convenient. I uh, the fire effects I want to love them, but they're not there. And just the giving up from Jesse and Diamondback at the end is is a little more problematic story wise for me. But uh, it's goddamn, is it really good when it's good? Just the way Lance Henriksen looks at Caleb at that guy in the bar and just be like this is what you have to do this is what you are now and it's these weird purple and pink hues uh it's just it's so beautiful most of the time and uh i really love it i'm gonna spin this disc like twice a year for the rest of my life and hopefully it'll i'll live a billion years and i'll watch it two billion more times <laughs> mm, beautiful Nice. Kron, I think I'm in the trenches with you, buddy. I think this falls at a 3.0. So I had the inverse uh, reaction with the love story. Uh, I don't know if it's the performance or what we do see. It doesn't work. It doesn't connect. Now I'm going to Oreo here and throw some positive stuff. I do think the bar scene, that is the movie. Uh, unfortunately, the logistics and the romance they sort of just anchor anchor that for me. Uh, the side cast of characters are really good, from Tim Thomerson to Lance Hendrickson, but the focus really should be on Caleb and May, and it, it just doesn't work. Um, Dan and I watched this, what, 10 years ago, dude? At, you might be uh, being generous. Okay, yeah. Um, and in my mind, it was like, oh, that, that was fun. And the two rewatches this week, I found myself just disconnecting more and more. So I am glad that you guys are rating it a little higher to kind of help bump the average. But going with my gut, it's a 3.0. Dan, the one that matters. The only one that matters. Did we mention that the letterbox using user rating was a 3.5? You did. We did All now. Right. We did now. 3.5 is what the the community of Letterboxd is saying. Oh, and they're um, also rating it out of feet of aluminum foil. So, of Thank you aluminum. so much, Kron. I wasn't going to say anything, but I, I felt a little iffy with not mentioning that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we did watch this, and... I've always heard about this movie. Everyone's like, oh, Near Dark, you know, it's a vampire movie that's, you've never seen anyone, anything like that, you know? And I remember seeing it and being like, yeah, okay, whatever, you know? Um, I was excited when the Weekly Podcast Massacre did choose this to spend some time with it and really get to sink my fangs into it, if you know what I mean, even though there were none to be seen in this movie. But um, the love story, I will agree with Bones. It doesn't really do it for me. But what does do it for me is our gang of nomads here. Just their lifestyle and the way that they go throughout this movie that's just their life. They're they're going to steal a car. They're going to go to some small-ass fucking town to find somebody who doesn't really matter to kill and to eat. And 
their biggest problem is accidentally you bit somebody and now they have to be part of the gang to be like, yeah, that guy's cool. But is he cool? No, he's not cool, but maybe he is cool. And that's what we do in our daily lives, right? Like, is this guy really cool enough to be part of our group and hang out with us? So I think that is what really got me this time around. I think they do a great job of, we don't spend a lot of time with this gang of of dudes and ladies, but I think it gets, we get to know them so well. Like everybody has their thing and their thing that they're dealing with. I mean, look at Homer. He's a child who is a vampire and has to deal with that. But, um, Lance Hendricks does so great. It just, just so great as like a Papa vampire. You know what I mean? So I think this turn, this time around, I, I'm at, I'm at a four. It, it just hit me. The love story, I really don't give a shit about. May, she could seduce any young buck out there, I think. <laughs> but, like I said, and I agree with our uh, Kron as well. Uh, his dad, great performance there. And I I remember when I first watched the movie, I'm like, why do we even need that? You know what I mean? I get with the Sarah thing, though, at the end. But... I think it's, yeah, it just hit me a little different this time around. I think I watched it about three times going through for this podcast. So I'm at a four. I liked it. I enjoy it. I like the let's not do the garlic and the crosses and all that shit. I think I just want to say before we like wrap this up, I don't think any of us called out specifically Bill Paxton. Right. For our, our final facts, yeah. it, it really I mean, he's a huge factor in my a, rating, too. Yeah. Such a magnetic performance. And like, to like, me, especially he is, in the bar scene. Yeah. To me, he's like an icon. He's like one of the iconic movie vampires after having seen this a few times now. To me, like, he represents something so different than like your classic Bill Lugosi sort of vampire, you know? Which look, I agree, Kron. I if they had gone bleh right in the camera, you know, or if they had just one Transylvanian vampire in their group, like I think this would be a five star banger for sure. No, I think I think ba- yeah. uh, Paxton could pull that off, just like scaring the young uh, farmer yeah. with the pole cue, just be like bleh. Um, well, I'll be goddamned, shit kicker heaven. Yeah, it would have been awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. I get it. I will say about the love story. I think I I agree that maybe the performance of the two. I I think uh, our our male lead is fine. I think Adrian Pazdar is pretty good in this. I do want to say I think it is Jenny Wright that might be the weaker element. I kind of agree with that. No, but I, think, I I think it works. I think she's damaged. I, I think I she's think been with me, hurt with all. This. I think with me, what what works about it? I am again. I am just such a sucker for vampire love stories. There is just something so, in the very concept of it, there's something so inherently tragic to them that really just pulls at my heartstrings. So you have somebody like May, who is this eternal undead who can't fall in love, right? Because they don't want to turn anybody. They don't want, like, her only options are Severin, who's a fucking psychopath, Jesse, who's an old Confederate guy who's with them and back anyway, and then a kid named Homer. So 
when she comes across this guy that she does kind of take this risk and turn him to me it just it just again it really tugs at my heartstrings so that she felt enough for him to take this like chance she knew probably wouldn't work out there's something so romantic about that that like I, I think I can sand over performance issues and maybe other problems with it but like yeah, I, I don't know. I think just as a concept, the vampire romance gets to me, you know? I, I think that's another thing that Dan was hitting on. It's like, that's what we do continuously when in all relationships. It's like, yeah. are you cool? Like, you know, let's be cool together. Right, We yeah. want to find our own little in-group and, like, roam around in the country in yeah. a, a spray-painted RV. As, like, weird and, uh, what do you call it, convenient as it is to people just like, okay, I'm going to turn human now, you know? There's still, again, a romanticism to the idea of you're giving up eternal life for this person. It's like, yeah, I, 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 you know, it just uh, makes me feel good inside. Okay. You sound like a guy that got some hope. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what led me to guess 4.02 when it was right on the money for Dan, so. That is true. Weekly Podcast Master got me right on the money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was that, Bones? I was going to say, is there a counter argument to the romanticism about like picking this person and then cursing them to this existence? Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the tragic nature of it, too. Right. Like, but also that's how I that's how I feel about romance in my in my life. Like, oh, the person I decide to love, like, I'm sorry, but, you know, <laughs> here's all my baggage I, uh, and depression care and, about you and I'm going to be in your life. Uh, I apologize, you yeah. know. I guess like I'm gonna, the, I'm gonna bring all my fucking baggage with me into this. Yeah. I guess the opposite end of this is kind of like the vampire story in the hunger, where it's literally yeah. like, "Hey, we've been together for 350 years, and I don't want to do this anymore." Fucking <laughs> yeah. sick of your yeah. ass. Yeah, yeah. I love go, that movie too. For yeah. for yeah, for that kind of reason of like the the sadness of that too. Yeah, I can think of two reasons why I really liked that movie. Um, <laughs> the. Pigeons. Those those weren't the two. Susan Sarandon, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I, and to be fair to it, it's it it is a hard performance, and it's yeah. it's hard in the logic of the film because we're saying, all right, she was turned when she was in high school, so it's sort of believable that she would act with the mentality and the romanticism of a high school girl, right? But at the same time, we also have Homer running parallel to her who says, I'm an old man in a young boy's body. So there should be, by that logic, a little bit more maturity in her. But he also has that childishness in him too, Homer, of like, he has that fantasy of like, I'm going to find this another child Right to like and turn. She's only as well. been turned four years, and she was in like high yeah, school. four so years. She's yeah, four years. Barely yeah. twenty-two at least. Functionally and... a twenty-two-year-old. Right. Yeah. Dude, when I was eighteen, twenty-two-year-old girls may as well have been fucking fifty, dude. <laughs> they had their own fucking places. They had shit on the walls. Like, yeah. I, I think you know what I mean. Like changes. Because they... I was gonna say maybe it's. It's just the timing of the relationship that kind of, that's what makes me not believe in that relationship. But I guess you bring up a good point of it's high, she's high school level. So yeah, it's a very quick, I love you. And oh, you know, like, I guess, yeah, that makes a little more sense. 
I think both of them are probably the most least experienced actors besides, I guess, Homer, who right. is a literal child. So well, everybody great. else I mean, when is... When talk about his performance, I think Homer, I think, was a Josh yeah, Miller. Yeah, I think he sells it. But yeah, like, he's, everybody I think he's else awesome is Homer. in yeah. an A blockbuster the year before. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, that's true. And 100%, but when you're putting the movie on those two people that's sort of that's sort of the burden with that you know would it would yeah. johnny depp have delivered any better he I, they I, can't I think, all be I, stewards uh, and patents yeah. and, you know right i think there's a well, i think Jesus. there's enough of the supporting cast of hendrickson paxton goldstein thomerson i think there's enough of them to make up for what's lacking yeah and i'm sure that's the decision making right you know it's like well i think that near dark was maybe an influence for twilight hey you know i'm sure i'm sure it could be could be argued Hmm. all right guys near dark would have an (laughs) average score from the five of us of 3.70 this would end up at uh, three point seven oh what feet of aluminum foil. <laughs> okay, okay, thank Hell you, yeah. thank you, Murph. <laughs> this would end up at number twenty five on the big list. This would oh, currently be right above Live Wire at twenty six. Boo! You're not bullshit. You're not gonna You're not gonna like this one, Bones. It would currently be. It would currently be right below the Lawnmower Man at number twenty four. <laughs> Isn't Ginny right in Lawnmower Man? Oh shit! Isn't there somebody in this movie that's in Lawnmower Man? That could be. I'd have to look. Well, if that's the same actress, that's the fucking sexy homeowner across the street. Then, <laughs> then she. That it was meant to be. Well, she got really good at acting in four years. I'll say that, like, because she's really <laughs> yeah. good in Ginny. Ginny Wright. Holy shit, she's really good. <laughs> good call Murph. Pool of the night for Murph. Yeah, man. Damn. Hey, Kron, I'm with you. I'm I'm fine with this being below Lawnmower Man, but above <laughs> Livewire. Livewire. That, that that's. That's a, a top ten bones five dr man. That movie, it, it's a democratic process. I bones. know, I understand it, and um, I, like I said, I'm grateful that that Murph and Greg were here to help bump it up to sort of counter you, urinize maybe you know negative reaction to it or subpar reaction. But three it, is good. Nec- next, mean, it's going to be Nick and Brantley three, as yeah. fake electors. So like. <laughs> Nick's a wild card, man. Nick will yeah. at Brantley. I not to say like I feel like you can kind of figure him out, but I think didn't Nick give class of ninety nine like a four or four point five? Like he came out like this is fucking fun. It is a fun movie. Yeah, you know, it was good. All right, uh, Kron, you and I both got a point five for rate my letterboxed, and uh, the other two came in respectable with a one point oh. Good job, guys. Right on the money. Thank you. His, All right. I think uh, we've set the record, by the yeah, way. Go ahead. I just wanted to let these guys know. We, I, I'm pretty sure this might. We just released a three-hour and seven-minute episode. I think this is going to come. Uh, I, I've been watching close. the the minutes tick up. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Yeah, and the downloads yeah. are going down, buddy. So there's a direct correlation. I think. <laughs> I tried. 
Ladies and gentlemen, that was Near Dark from 1987, directed by Catherine Bigelow. Um, hit up the Discord. I guess we'll send it to you because you can't really fucking find it anywhere. Um, Murph, Machete Greg, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, please tell the people where they can find you once again. Should I do it this time? Yeah, go for uh, it. You have to. Thank you all for listening. Uh, please remember to rate, review, subscribe anywhere you get this podcast. We have email, weeklypodcastmassacre at gmail.com. We have both threads and Instagram at weeklymassacre. So please hit us up. Let us know if you like to take bites of ice cream cones, if you um, have ever experienced shit kicker heaven, or if you uh, are a a big man and a little body. We want to hear from you. Yeah. That's how you fucking... The man's a pro. That's how you end a show, man. God damn. We should just write one and have Murph do it for us and we'll just (laughs) tap it in every week. Every week. We figured out our outro. We have not figured out our like introduction to our podcast, though. So it's so we fucking have, rough every time. Yeah, definitely I, forgotten a couple times to introduce ourselves. So yeah, it totally. happens. But I like, mm-hmm. I really enjoy your guys' ease in to the conversation. It's even Thank if you. I haven't seen the movie, I do try to make an effort to listen to that first ten because you're you usually try to be kind of pertinent, you know, to the time of the release, so like what's going on. So yeah, so. There's sometimes like five minutes of silence. We're just like, fuck, what has happened recently, yeah. though? Like, <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. We try to give some <laughs> recommendations before we really get mm-hmm. into the meat of the thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we have something for people who, you know, are interested in our opinions, which are very few and far between. Yeah. Hey, that's got to be a far less stress <laughs> than uh, a cold open <laughs> commitment that yeah. I pull my hair out all week over. So, no, oh, hey, uh, also find me a letterbox. G. Anderson, 19, Murph and Turf for Murph. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Please follow Weekly Podcast Massacre. They're doing great fucking things over there. Yeah, thank We're you. We're huge fans. And thank you guys so much, like I said, for giving your time to us. Uh, hopefully you had a good time. You got enough beers in you. You get a good night's sleep. Um, Cron, Howard, what is next? Uh, we will be joined next week by the Horror Drafts boys to talk Resurrection from 1999. Your classic religious-tinged seven ripoff. <laughs> so join us next week. I guess until then, the only thing left to say is uh, you should have said bleh. <laughs> I'm going to go with suck and burn. Mm. I'm gonna go with uh, burn and burn. We can't That's end the surprisingly show. Surprisingly, few quotes. Uh, do, this you, one. You, yeah. you have to do one. Yeah, we're locked. <laughs> yeah, you, do you should There's do the one. rules. Do a sign off. There's there's a very weird moment where Jesse says something. Just slap me if I'm sleeping because I want to wake up. That really set out to me. And as always, it's finger licking good. Fucking pro. Ha, ha, ha.